Dude, I don't know. Why do we always... Or you guys, or I always, or somehow it always gets the dicks. It's either dick sizes, our dick uh, sizes. I remember the dick sizes thing. Yeah, it's always. But I don't remember the baby dick thing. Yeah, she was telling us about how she had to change uh, her brother's uh, baby's diaper. And then he was like, yo, did he get a baby boner? And then she was like, what? Who has told us this? Maria? Mar- or Marissa? Maria. Maria. <laughs> Maria. Maria. Do you guys even have a friend named Maria? Uh, do Alex you remember? does. Um, we used to have a friend named Maria, did we not? No, I'm thinking Erica. Remember that chick, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> Completely <laughs> different <laughs> fucking name. Yeah, I remember Erica. God damn What a it. sweet, sweet girl. Yeah, she's really nice. Do you yeah. still follow her on Instagram? I don't think I ever did. Yeah. So the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember she was very nice. Yeah, Marissa was talking about baby boners yesterday, which mm. is a thing. I don't know. Really? Yeah. You definitely get them. You just don't know why. Like, what is baby, like, age? Like, is it, like, you know, you're, like... Zero to two. Oh, really? Isn't that infant? No. Zero to 18 months. Is infant. Or is that baby? I think baby, and I guess, like, if you're talking baby, I would say four years and under is baby. Four years Because you have, like... No, inf- baby. I feel like three is where toddler starts. Yeah, but... Oh, shit, I forgot a toddler. Like, to- I would say baby is, like, a big category. Like, he's a baby. But you have infant, toddler... And then you're just a little kid. You know what I mean? Like you go from infant, toddler, little kid, but there's like baby, kid, preteen, teenager. There's like broader categories, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, zero to two definitely gets boners on. Do you remember like your I don't first remember boner? I remember getting a boner in like elementary school, mm. like in like third grade or something. Yeah. But like before that, it was just worrying about like, oh God. I don't want to shit my pants in yeah. school. <laughs> Damn. That was like my big concern. Yeah. It, luckily, it never happened, but yeah. Shit. Did that shit happen to me? No. I hope you guys are cool, but I invited I that guy we were hanging out with at the bar to come show us. No, you did. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you, dude. I was oh, like, man. yesterday, I was like, dude, bad move bringing that guy over. I was like, come I on, know. dude. Damn. Killed the whole fucking yeah. vibe. I was saying to Marissa, I was like, he's cool in a bar setting, but like, you know, there's mm-hmm. certain people, it's like, I'm all right with you in a bar where there's like other people to cut your personality. You know what I mean? Like right. there's a crowd enough where it's like, I can look this direction and kind of, but like when you get into like a hangout situation, it's just like, dude, I can't like, well, it, it's like a hangout situation and he was calling shots as like the new guy. It's yeah. Like, it was on, like, it was like, dude, on, dude, chill out. Do you understand the dynamic here? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you're True. yelling at us about being on our phones. We're trying to avoid listening to your story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to consciously look the other way so you stop talking to me. Yeah. And you're not. <laughs> it's <actually>. not working. <laughs> it was weird because I felt like, yeah, he was just trying so hard to be like, not the center of attention, but try. I could feel he wanted us to be his like friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is why I feel bad saying anything too, too negative. Yeah. I just thought it'd be funny to just say I invited him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I just meant in general yesterday, like just the energy he was giving off. I feel like, you know, I could... I think I'm just a little what is it, sympathetic or empathetic. Sympathetic. Yeah, like because I could see you know other people's reaction is just like, uh, why is he here? Uh, but yeah, you know I feel like I've been in those situations where again uh, my approach is never in a situation to be like, all right, I gotta let him know like how cool I am or like what things I know. I just usually shut up and just observe the room, you know, kind of get a feel for everybody before I start to make any yeah. sort of claims. Well, I think it was just the wrong. 
it was just the wrong time because like you were just back in town and it's like everybody's trying to like hey, dude, kinda, you're the center of attention yeah no. <laughs> so i'm trying to talk to you dude and it's like you know where everybody's kind of in like this like old like let's talk about fun times vibe and then we got this guy who doesn't even know half of us yeah who's just like telling us stories telling giving us his fucking bit at magoobies like right. dude can i say there's nothing more annoying to me and this doesn't just go for him it goes for anybody there's nothing more annoying to me than when a person says they do stand-up comedy and then proceeds to give me a bit yeah, yeah. it's like dude stop like what do you what do you expect to get out of this? Because now you're forcing it's it's actually one step further than when somebody's like, yo, check out this video and they shove their phone in your face. And then you're like their prisoner for the next three minutes while you yeah. watch the shitty phone screen. Right. And you're like, dude, I I like I'm sure this is a good video. Can you just send it to me or something? Like, can you mess DM yeah. it to me? I gotta stand behind your fucking shoulder. I can't even hear the volume. You're fucking it's like it's just the wrong environment. Yeah. It's like this it, it, there's a time and a place for this, and right. it's not right now. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's just weird, like, just things that you pick up when you, you communicate to people, and you, I don't know, I feel like maybe some people just don't have that grasp on, like, interactions. It's social cues. Social cues, Social yeah. intelligence, yeah. I think, is what yeah. they call it. And it is amazing how many people don't have it, and, and also, I get so hyper-in-tune to it that, mm -hmm. like, I get so hyper-embarrassed for other people yeah. that I find myself trying to, like, like, I can't even have a good time because I'm so focused on, like, trying to carry the other person along so that they don't embarrass themselves, you know what I mean? 100%. So now I'm, like, trying to, like, participate in your conversation even though I don't care at all, just so, like, you don't say something and it's awkward because a lot of people don't give a shit about that i feel like a lot, there's a lot of people that are just let yeah. you fucking bomb and die right. you know and just oh, fucking yeah. drown in the ocean but i'm sitting there you were kind of doing that too you were kind of like going along with them like letting them tell a story and i was like ah, just just and then it's, and i was right also like, I'm trying dipping. to be like i was like wait you do comedy i've been doing it for like six or seven years i don't think i've ever <laughs> seen you ever like right. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it was just weird it was bad calling alex's part i'll just say that back on Alex's part. But again, it's like, you know, Alex, he's just a very nice guy. I feel like there's yeah. just never yeah. a time where he'll intrude and be like, you know what, dude, I, we can't hang out anymore. And again, I'm like that too. But then again, I won't, I feel like I won't make that jump to invite him over. It yeah, because that's a big yeah. jump. It's like one thing to be at a bar, but then to be like, yo, let's yeah. all pop through there. We wound up getting seasons last night after you guys left and I just, I didn't want it at all. Like I just, you know, I just felt yeah. like shit afterwards. Oh shit, yeah. so you stayed there for a while. I was there for a while. I watched two full christmas movies wow with alex Damn. and and the guy and uh the first one was uh i forgot what it was called it was some weird like 70s indie flick it was really strange and the second one was black christmas mm. which was good i didn't know there was that many christmas horror movies to be spoken yeah, it's a of. small little niche yeah but i think so black christmas there was an old one and then a remake which one did you watch I watched the remake, but there were so many fucking flashbacks to the old one that it was almost like I was watching both. Oh, weird. You know? There is a weird spooky element to Christmas that I feel like certain people are into. There's like like the ghost of Christmas past. Like that's a spooky <laughs> like you know that you know that like song where you're like one scary ghost stories of blah 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 blah. You know that Christmas song? Something, is that yeah. ringing a bell? So one more time. Um that's not the song oh okay that's just not the song <laughs> that's not the song stories. at all <laughs> they say scary ghost stories in that song oh, oh that we'll all pass the glory and scary ghost stories of 
Christmas is long, long ago. Christmas is long, long ago. Something like that. Spooky. I feel like I only know the Nightmare Before Christmas ones, but... And then also Krampus. Krampus, That's another horror Christmas movie. Krampus. And if you're a kid, The Grinch. Grinch Grinch (laughs) scares the shit out of people. He looks scary in the Jim Carrey one. Yeah, Yeah. he is fucking scary, dude. That's true. We the were new trying one's to have good though. The new Grinch, the one with Tyler. Like, yeah, did that I haven't actually seen that one. It's I've, actually I've, really good. Is it cartoon the, or live action? It's like 3D animated. It's like by the people that did Minions, I think. Hmm. I just can't get behind the 3D animation, dude. I know we talked about it before. It looks good now. Like old shit looked kind of bad and wonky, but now it looks good. You know what I'm talking about? Like the like the way they do animation now. I feel like if you're talking like. Phoebus and Ferb type animation. I mean, even like big now. Uh, Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. Well, that's just like, I feel like that's that's still 2D, but they yeah. just are like super, just they keep on getting wonkier and wonkier. Is it like, uh, is it like kind of like Nick Jr. type 3D? Like they just look so like Like in like, um, like in Up. I feel like Up was the first movie that really, not the first movie, but the first movie that I paid attention that had like that 3D character or like Frozen, that kind of character. Okay. If you compare that to like the old school Disney, Disney animation. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. can't. I just can't fucking stand it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's give and take. I feel like it's not necessarily the animation, but maybe the story for me. But mm-hmm. I, I totally get what you're saying. We just got different tastes. Do you have a problem with? I was gonna ask because I was actually planning on not smoking in here. I have no problem. That. Okay, with cool. This. No, no, I was about to say because if I was like nah. on that right, and I'd be like, "Fuck, dude." Nah, it's weird. I, I really have no desire. To smoke right now and i think it's because i haven't smoked weed for like you know how long have you now. smoked weed over a week now because oh, i've always whenever i tried to tackle not smoking cigarettes it never it was in my head to stop smoking weed i always was like if because i want to try both but the nicotine's got to go first because i just feel like physically it's you yeah. know the cancers and all that stuff i'm like all right i want to knock this shit out but weed you know how yeah. much is that involved but not thinking psychologically, the weed is what's running. Like when I'm high, I'm like, damn, I really want to hit a, a puff or a cigarette right now. Mm, weed you know? kind of makes me like it makes me hyper in into like what I'm doing wrong in a way. So like a lot of times weed kind of helps me stop drinking or stop smoking because I can when I inhale a cigarette when I'm high, I'm like, I can just feel how shitty this is for me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. But you kicked everything, though. Yeah, I kicked everything because I just needed it. I feel like my brain was, yeah, like spinning like crazy. And it's just, again, it's weird because, you know, like when I'm uh, high, especially when I'm high, I should say, um, I'm like a chain smoker. I just, you know... And it, it's more convenient with a jewel or a puff because yeah. it's just. Well, also you're in LA you know? too, yeah. so like you can just go to a dispensary and buy like a vape cart for weed yeah. or whatever. Of anything, yeah, it's just so accessible. So again, it's I'm not even thinking weed or you know nicotine. Just it's all going through, and I'm not really. Yeah, it's like the much. oral fixation or something, you know. It's not even. I feel like it's it's not even that. It's more just. Again, like you, you guys have hit like, you know, nicotine vapes. It like gives you this weird head like <laughs> high, yes. this like bless you, this, I like, like head dome, rush or something, cloud foggy feeling. You know, and that's like what I crave. I'll hit that shit like five times, hold my breath, four times, hold my breath, hold, you know, and <laughs> then I'm, like, right. <laughs> I'm in the hold zone, you know. And it would just get so to the point where like now it's 
I don't even crave any of that stuff. I'm surprised because you, when I went out to LA, you were fucking vaping, and I was too, off of yours constantly. Mm-hmm. How yeah. hard you were going with that to just quit, quit it cold turkey like that is unreal. But and it's so weird because again, it's like I didn't try to stop weed before nicotine until I came back home here, and I, you know I, I picked up a that this book Alan Carr's way of you know stopping smoking, and again I tried that back in LA, and it did work. I stopped for like a week and a half. But then, you know, when I see other people smoking it, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I kicked it enough. I feel like I, if I hit it one time, it's okay, you know. But then that shit if just... If hit it two times, I'm a wife. <laughs> three <laughs> times, I'm a wife. Exactly. Oh, yeah, dude. But, uh, but yeah, it's again, it's weird because I just have no desire. I feel like that's good, though. It's amazing. I can't believe it. And I can only... Did you make that decision, like, on the plane ride over? Or, like, as soon as you touched down in Baltimore, you were like, I'm fucking... Nah... I've been like contemplating this forever. I mean, again, I, during the I pandemic, I tried it like before three you or four times. LA. Before I moved to LA, before I was even birthed, dog, I was like, I know. I want this shit forever, man. <laughs> I want this shit forever, man. Yeah. No, I, I really, I feel like I just didn't have enough of distractions in my day during the pandemic, you know, like anybody else, that it was just so easy to smoke. And I, I realized how many, how much I would, uh, you know, hit my vapes and, and all but i didn't really actually ever come to like terms with it until uh i think honestly uh you know coming here feeling like okay i got my family i know that they're gonna help me you know if they're gonna hold me accountable if i ask them you know um and again it feels like back in la it's like a very long vacation every day is just like i got nothing else to do so why not it's nice sunny you know, yeah, yeah no everywhere. one can literally work at all. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> fuck it, why not? Do you um, still feel like it's like home out there? Because I know you were saying like you love it out there. I don't know. If- yeah, I love LA. It's it's kind of sad in a way, like coming back here because I just don't feel as connected to Baltimore anymore. I just feel like LA is my place. Or almost like anywhere that's, that's buzzing, even like New York or... Um, you know, somewhat love a larger city of, of similar people like me, but at the mm-hmm. same time, diverse. Yeah. Um, Is L.A. still buzzing right now? Yeah. I mean, I feel like even though there's this lockdown, you know, people are still hanging out, getting together, whether it's a beach or mm-hmm. house party or some shit. It's yeah. I mean, I still see my friends out there. Um, it doesn't feel like it's as serious as maybe what people make it out like the media. Yeah. Cause like I, you know, I'll be on the phone. With my dad, he's like, "Oh man, like the fire, the, the the cases out there are crazy." And like they are, but then again, it's like I don't really know anybody that's honestly like I've I've heard people have gotten it, like of groups of friends and stuff. But it doesn't seem like it's taking them down or anything. They got to be in hospitals or anything. It's yeah. just well, there's also you know. like ten times as many people out there too in LA right. compared to Baltimore. So it's like they have ten times as many cases. Like, okay, yeah. you know, definitely. But from like, I guess from what I, I guess the media is putting out like LA is this like crazy lockdown thing, but I almost feel like Baltimore is like, like, do you guys have outdoor dining still? We don't have outdoor dining, but again, it's sunny as shit out there. So you just pick up your food and you can sit on the curb or, you know, go to the beach or to a park. Like you don't have to necessarily be right in front of the restaurant or something. But again, like too, like uh, an example, like I live, um, right on uh, Fairfax and 3rd. And so, like, there's 
across the street from the Trader Joe's, there's like maybe one or two restaurants there and then a whole bunch of retail stores. And so the retail stores are, are closed. So when five o'clock rolls around, it would be for the outdoor dining, you'd have a whole bunch of tables just lined up in front of the retail stores because nobody's shopping there. So it like they would maximize the opportunity for, for sitting. I don't know if it's like that now again because of the lockdown, yeah. but yeah. But it was just interesting to see that it felt like the rules like as far as borders properties of each you know store it didn't matter for the outdoor dining areas because they could just use that if that makes any sense what i just said no it does it <laughs> does perfect sense what about uh have you noticed an uptick in homelessness oh for sure it's fucking everywhere it's crazy it's insane i mean again like, i mean i i the only thing i saw of it was like two years ago and i went to san diego for my cousin's wedding and like we went to some beach it was like the surfer beach or whatever in san diego mm-hmm. um and like the entire parking lot for the beach was just like rvs of people just living out of their cars yeah ton of people just like walking around nowhere to go right uh and that was like you know 2019 or 2018 like before the pandemic so right. like yeah i mean it, it, it's honestly really sad uh again it just seems like in a way nobody gives a shit but at the same time it's like i'm not even in a place to be able to give a shit <laughs> even myself Bless you. you know i'm in no place to be like oh man I'm, i need to help these people out i can't even help myself yeah like exactly I've, I've seen a woman you know she's got a like a stove top at the bus stop just like grilling food and shit you know or you'll Damn. see people uh in their cars just camped out like in front of uh parking meters and gro- in front of grocery stores and all and I think the worst thing, but at the same time, it's really cool um, how humans just adapt in these ways is, you know, you go to Echo Park and you'll see people get really creative with their tents and it'll be like, it'll look like a mansion of a tent. You know, you got a, <laughs> got a like a garage. I've seen uh, one station where there's literally a kitchen and a living room inside these places. Like, Damn. It's insane. Jesus it's yes. almost like the same thing like that restaurants do when they have to have outdoor dining. And mm-hmm. so instead of like, they just move everything outside and then they literally build just an entire structure, but it's outside, but yeah. it's like, it's yeah, still, yeah, ins- yeah, yeah. it's like the same thing. It's like you're homeless, but you, you have a home. I don't get it. You yeah. know, it's, it's kind of the same thing. I noticed it cause I went out there obviously with you. And then when I went back the second time, mm-hmm. which was the third time was with Mahedi, but the second time over the summer, I think it was last year. Was that last year? Last year. Yeah. I noticed just how much worse it had gotten from that. And that was before COVID too. So I can't mm-hmm. even imagine how much that's been like turned up yeah i mean like definitely i I think what you're talking about is when we were in like venice venice definitely has a big homeless population there and uh you know obviously places like skid row but then it's unfortunate you'll see now you know just tents in medians like in between you know just main roads and stuff like that and that's where it's like damn like that sucks not only is it like you're homeless there, but again, like they're in like almost in neighborhoods or like communities where like people got to look at that every day. And maybe it's like a power, maybe it's a move to be like, hey, look, I'm fucking homeless. Like you guys got money. Like please do something. I don't know. But again, it's sad because nobody can do anything and the government just. Well, trash. it gets to the point where you can't hide it anymore. It's like, it's right. like, I feel like a lot of times you go to cities and like they kind of put the homeless in one area and kind of keep it out of sight and view. Like, especially when you go to like third world countries, they'll like, 
in South America. I've, mm-hmm. I've just, I don't know. I've never been to South America. <laughs> but I'm going to say, I'm going to act like I have. Yeah, and do like, you have pictures from your trip? So yeah. You could, a visual aid, maybe? <laughs> but, like, they'll just, like, literally have it, like, segregated off. So, like, they'll have, like, you go down an interstate and, like, they have this giant wall on the interstate so you can't even see a whole one side of the city. Yeah. And that's where they put all their poor. And then so if you're just on tourism or something like that, all you're going to see. But now it's just, like, it's getting to the point, I guess, in L.A. and a lot of other cities where you can't even hide it anymore. Yeah. So now it's right in your face. Right. It's yeah. I guess it's kind of uh, it's kind of strange. I guess I don't really see it as much because I live there. But it, it it almost would maybe feel equivalent to like when I went to Thailand. Like it was kind of it just felt it was normalized. You would have yeah. a bunch of people living under you know freeways and you know having little markets here and there, and it almost felt not necessarily because I mean yes they're poor, but also just the amount of space of how like big the bangkok the city had grown that Mm -hmm. there's just no opportunity for you know people with not much money to be able to take off in any direction so the best is just to you know make a little money selling whatever they have or yeah you know and it's weird right now because like i feel i feel like i'm really kind of coming into touch with how easy it could be to become homeless you Mm -hmm. know it's like all of a sudden when you lose a source of income you're like damn i'm like one bad month away from not being able to pay rent yeah you know and it's like all of a sudden it kind of you come closer to have you you said you're not working at all yeah right now i mean i i technically have a job and it like when i get back to la i'll have a i'll probably uh, work a modeling thing or the restaurant the uh hotel yeah standard Uh, hotel you can be bellboying um no just room service um yeah yeah, hell yeah uh but again it's but it's weird because it's like we can't interact, so it makes honestly the job easier, and it's more uh, yeah. pay because it's one person working a shift as opposed to eight people working a shift and all these people. But well, there's probably less people staying. Less people, I'd imagine. yeah. And I think they, uh, I think they throw on like a twenty percent automatic or something like that because again, we like rely on tips. So again, it's just literally throwing stuff in a box, knock on a door, boom, and I get twenty percent. So oh, it's yeah. again, Hell it's yeah. not bad, but. It's fucking boring. Let's say that. Did you ever get your unemployment straightened out? I finally did, uh, like maybe two weeks before I came out here. And again, wow. like, so you got all of it at once? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! And uh, yeah, it's, it's like hitting the lottery. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Even though it's what you should have been getting all yeah. along. It's like when you get your right. taxes back, and then you're like, wait, this is already my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's funny is like, I, you know, the entire from March till. You know, middle of November or end of November. God damn, all at once. Yeah, I was stressing, you know, like every, not every day, but like a couple times a week, I would be calling unemployment, just trying to get it straightened out, like what's going on. But because there's so many millions of people that yeah. are also in the same boat, you know, you could just never get through with any uh, to anybody. So, I mean, I contacted, you know, the senator. Um, friends to help me out different uh unemployment like branches and nobody had an answer for me and it was just blowing my mind i knew i was gonna get this money like 80 percent of me thought that but then i would read some articles where it was like iffy and i'm like fuck what if i'm that guy you know but uh again like i finally got it um and i couldn't be more thankful that it happened this way because if you know, I had gotten it through the the pandemic. I'm sure I would have spent it on some dumb shit. So yeah. it's like now to know that I have all this, like I can, you know, at least maybe try to invest in that or 
my apartment's up at the end of January, so you know, Gotta find I feel more spot. secure. Yeah, in, in a in a sense, that's a big my my mine just because uh, I was getting like the whole time. Um, yeah. Obviously, like after July when the six hundred stopped, mm-hmm. I was only getting like a hundred seventy something a week, which is like nothing. Right. Um, and then. Also, if I made more than that, they would deduct from that. So then it forced me to have to be like real, you know, I don't want to say shady, but shady. Right. About like, you know, like because the way I'm looking at it, it's like, look, I'm trying my best to make a living right now. I'm not allowed to make a living in the way that I was making a living. And now you're telling me that like even though you've cut my income in basically a third, like even when stuff was back up and running for the short period of time it was, like over the summer I was getting maybe like one or two gigs a week. Versus like before the shutdown, I was like in March, I think I played like 10 out of the 13 days before they shut everything down. Damn. So like my gigs got literally cut down to a third. And now I'm sitting there going, okay, so now I'm going to try to make whatever money I can doing this. But then if I make one third of the income I was making before, now it doesn't qualify me to make a, a bonus 170. And it's like, you're kind of forcing people. And then I tried to do the thing today, like my weekly certification, and it just said, you're not authorized on this page. And then it turns out they were saying like it, the PUA, whatever that stands mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Pandemic. It, uh, yeah. Whatever. Okay. I know what you're talking P- about. Like, P- yeah, what's yeah. a big P word that people keep Pua. saying? Pickup artist. Pickup artist. <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. Um, that they were like, oh, it ends on December 26th. And I thought that that meant that, uh, that I could fill out my weekly certification this week to get that money from the 26th. But apparently last week was the last thing. So now I'm sitting there going like, what the fuck do I do now? Right. You know, it's yeah. like, I guess, you know, literally in Baltimore, you nothing is open whatsoever. And in the county, they're walking on eggshells because they're scared that they're going to go in the same direction. Right. You know, so nobody's really hiring music or anything. Right. And I've uh, been painting with my dad, but it's like, we can, on the bright side, though, I heard on the radio on the way up here that they just signed the $2,000 stimulus yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think the house did. Yeah, I we, think Trump signed the thing to get it changed to 2000. It got sent to the House. They signed it. And now it's going to the Senate. Yeah. And it was like an emergency. Uh, th- so I think I, I literally on the sh- on the time it took me to get from my apartment to the studio, which is like a five minute drive, <laughs> especially because I was running late. So a three and a half minute drive that I guess it was passed as an emergency measures meaning that they just discounted everything else in the bill like pushed that off to get negotiated oh, wow. but just the two thousand dollar stimulus check was passed on its own merit and i think it Cause I, that bill was kind of weird like because they just tagged on the stimulus to like a bunch of other creepy shit yeah it they joe i was talking about it with joe uh rogan. guy in my band yeah, joe rogan, rogan when i was on yeah. rogan last week <laughs> and uh joe rogan joe. and uh he was saying that yeah it's called pork barrel legislation and it's weird kind of how when when people when there's a word for something all of a sudden it's like okay well i guess i'm just supposed to accept it. it's like it still sucks like yeah it still shouldn't be happening yeah it's just like, because, oh no, but here's the definition of yeah. what you're mad about oh yeah it's so common they have a word for it right and just now it's supposed to be normalized it's like you know we're trying to pass we literally for the we haven't gotten a stimulus check since what april and then the, yeah. the unemployment ran well, out. It passed in April, and then it got to people in, like, July. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't get mine forever. They they kept telling me, they were like, we don't have enough information to deposit in your account. 
And I was like, you had enough information to take my taxes out of my account. You don't have enough information to put yeah. the stimulus in my account. Right. And then, and then, like in September, they gave another eighteen hundred. Did you get that too? Like the, I mean, you got a gigantic check, so you probably don't even know what is what. I'm imagining. Yeah, I mean, I know that I got the whatever the nine hundred a week or the six hundred a week and the three hundred a week mm-hmm. on top from the federal. Yeah. yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. And so you get that. And then you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, you guys haven't done anything. The government hasn't done anything. Right. Even the, like, as far as I'm concerned, you have to make a decision. And the decision is, are we going to lock down the country? And if we're going to lock down the country, there needs to be a plan in place. Right. You know, what the hell is that? Hold up. Shut the fuck up. This, this whole thing, like in the very beginning, it was like, I guess, acceptable because it kind of came out of nowhere, even though it didn't really come out of nowhere. Like people had been kind of talking about the virus for a couple months leading up to it. But then I feel like within like one week, shit hit the fan. Like suddenly it went from like literally, it went from literally people were like talking about, joking about it, coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. And then within one day it was like, oh wait, they're actually shutting shit down. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I remember once like people started getting like rushed to the hospital like on U.S. soil, mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh fuck, it's actually real now." Yeah, yeah. it's but not they, just like something we're seeing on TV or on Twitter. Right? Yeah, and they did that. I mean, they did that. I remember, like, I think it was like one case in Montana and like a couple other cases, and then within like five well, it was days, like after Seattle, that. yeah, like a Seattle nursing home. It was like fucking a ton of people died, a ton of people got sick, mm-hmm. and then I think like by April is when people we had testing available, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we realized, like, oh, shit, it's actually really serious. Testing available to the public, you know, in, in that, like, before, and this is the other thing. No, I mean, even just for the virus. Well, like, how are they, so, like, they. Like, they were able to identify it in people. Yeah. Through, like, being, like, okay, like, we're just looking for random shit in these people. But then being able to, like, all right let me shove this up your nose and test it. Like that had to take mm-hmm. some time to be able to identify that shit. Yeah. They had to develop. I remember when that was a big thing. And that was the other thing we talked about before is like how prevalent this virus was before anybody paid attention to it. Like yeah. this whole idea, it's like the coronavirus. like when they start saying, Oh, we have our first confirmed case in the United States in early March or whatever it right. was, or late February. It's like, that's not the first case of coronavirus. Right. That's just the first recorded case of coronavirus. Like that shit's been here. Yeah. You know, and, and at the time, it was acceptable, I guess, for the government to take these measures to lock things down on such a broad scale. And then they kind of had to play catch up in getting the un- unemployment on board and everything. Mm-hmm. But at this point, nine months in, the fact that they're locking down and it's like if you want to lock down, it's fine. But the fact that they're, they haven't done anything in terms of unemployment since the summer they haven't done anything in terms of giving people money that need it that are out of work since the, since right. the spring. And it's like the whole excuse of like, oh, we're just trying to like, we don't know. We don't know. That was the whole thing. Like, we don't know. So it's like, but it's fucking December, dude. It's almost 2021. Right. And you're just now hmm. deliberating, you know, giving people another check. Right. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that? And then it forces people in a position where it's like, now I got to fucking fudge my income just to make ends meet right. to qualify for the little bit of shitty amount of money that you're telling me I can get, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it fucking sucks. And I think, uh, you know, for all the ones that aren't homeless, I mean, we got to all say in a way that like we are privileged to, to in those months, even for myself, um, to really like not think about like yes the coronavirus was a thing but let's be real I felt like it was all 
more focused on like the election and like trying to prepare for what's to come and so all our attention was on everything else but the coronavirus and yeah yeah, you know i can't help but to blame the government for not having you know a uh any sort of handle on it and it sucks for us to have to go through that and it sucks more for those people that are homeless. yeah we really kind of just like like you were saying we Kind of like, oh, yeah, it's serious, but also, like, polling places will be open. Like, we kept shit pretty open yeah. until November 5th. Yeah. Like, and then after that, they're like, why are some, why is there a spike in infections now? We got to shut everything down. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. it's like you guys kept shit open. People went and were standing in line next to each other. Yeah. Inside, like, an old-ass school with no ventilation. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And that's that's one of the most blatant problems with the two party system that I guess is so ingrained in people's minds is that these like there is not a coincidence that, you know, it took until after the election for another stimulus bill to be passed because they're playing politics. You know, the Democrats have their thing in mind. The Republicans have their thing in mind. And both parties are doing what's best for the parties, while the people who voted them and put them in office and are paying them with tax money are sitting there like, are you guys going to do something for us? Are you going to literally just keep kicking this down the road because if the Democrats pass a bill that the Republicans wrote, it looks bad on them, and if the Republicans pass a bill that Democrats wrote, it looks bad on them, and it's like, so we don't want to do anything that might affect the election, and so, you know, it's like we always wind up in the middle. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because, like, again, you look at just throughout history, and, and we talked about this even from since high school out, like, whether it be apocalypse or, you know, a time where we just have to like depend on ourselves as opposed to just like the higher ups of companies Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's just weird that we've kind of adapted in a way to like what's going on. It almost feels like this is normal. Like this isn't weird, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've uh, been like beaten down. Yeah. And just like, like submitting basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was driving the other day and I, like was thinking to myself i was like driving down 83 back to my house i think it was like on on christmas and i was like would i be freaked out if like if i just saw a big ass explosion because like that explosion in nashville happened i saw the video footage from that and i was yeah. like damn that's crazy because i was just in nashville and oh right joey right. texted me and he's like dude we ate dinner on that street oh, like shit, shit. that blew up and um I was, like, driving down 83, trying to imagine just a big-ass, like, mushroom cloud popping up in the city. And I was like, I don't even know if I'd be surprised. Like, that's just how weird shit is now. Like, shit could just be going down, like, shit that you'd see in, like, a war movie. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of crazier when, like, 20,000 people died. Right. Over the span of, like, two months. Yeah. Well, it's weird because what we're going through right now is, like, this is a war-like situation, and I think even like during World War II, was if you were just an average American living in everyday society in the USA during World War II, like you weren't a soldier, you were just a guy who was working a job or whatever, like you were nowhere near as affected by yeah. that over there than every single person in the country is affected by this right now. Like this is more... Well, we, we didn't get like instant information like this back then too. Like, people would straight up go to, like, a movie theater, and then they'd play the news at the movies. Yeah. Like, that's how shit happened Mm -hmm. back then. We get, like, a fucking notification on our phone every time, like, 200 people get tested positive today. Yeah. 
I get like alerts on my phone every day. And I'm like, why? I don't want to see this. <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah, is just freaking me that. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's kind of a hokey argument, or I guess it, like I'm I'm on the fence about whether or not it's a hokey thing to say, or whether like if it's just something that sounds like mm-hmm. a good idea, or if it actually makes sense. But mm-hmm. like, I, the people that are making these laws for us, they. Their paychecks were never halted this whole time. They're right. still getting paid. They're still going to work. They're still doing the, And I wonder if, you know, for all the people that they're putting out of work with no consequence and, and no no compensation, like, right. hey, dude, you're literally, you, we're taking away your right to make a living. We're not giving you anything really that right. even comes close to something that can help you get by during that time. And they're completely unaffected. It's like, why, you know, what if, what if they're, paychecks were withheld until they made a decision you know how much quicker right how much quicker shit would get done yeah i mean i feel like the way that i look at it is like you know like when you go to a grocery store or something like that and then you pay for the shit and then it goes would you like to make a donation to some cancer you know treatment thing for you know research and i feel like nine times out of ten people are like i'm okay because like they themselves have never really experienced maybe that feeling or know somebody with that until you do you then go oh shit like Maybe I should. And I feel like, yeah, these politicians, they've never been in our shoes. You know, they've never were uh, middle class or poor. They didn't have to work their way up in a ladder, so to say. So their world is, you know, just something totally different. It's like District 9. They live really like, you know, on another world, so to say. They live in a world of theory. Yeah. And so, I mean, it sucks. It's like, how do we how do we get somebody in politics that that did start from like a ground zero you know worked their way up that maybe knows that shit they have to come up through you know they have to come up through us like a not a party type situation right because just like you saw how the the bills in the house are getting held up and all this stuff is happening because the democrats and republicans are fighting each other as opposed to you know working together to make something better both of these parties have their own ambitions and and really the only way that you can get to the higher levels of power within these parties is by playing ball with them. Right. You know, when you see, you know, I always use Baltimore as a, as an example because it's closest to home. But like when you see somebody running for mayor in Baltimore City, it's almost crazy to me that people actually think that that person who wins or whatever is actually like they they worked up through that structure, that mm-hmm. Democratic Party in in the terms of right. our city. They worked up through that structure, which has a stranglehold on everything down there. They have no competition. There's no way Republicans are ever going to win. So there's no incentive for them to ever have to actually do anything to earn your vote. So instead, they have a complete control over what they're doing. And and they know that, hey, unless you – if you want to have a position of power in this city, you have to go through us. You have to run as a Democrat. And if if you run as a Democrat, you're going to have to play ball with us. And so anybody who makes it to those levels of power is already compromised. Right. You know, you kind of need somebody to come in who's just literally working for the people. This whole right. idea, you know, that somebody's going to change the system from the inside. I, right. I don't see it. You yeah. know, I mean, I feel like it's it, it'll literally take somebody who's like Jesus, like somebody who's so special that people can see that that it doesn't require money. You know, like it, again, like you look at these politicians for them to run just the amount of money that they need backing you know of funding from others that you know it's insane it's like what you need to be a millionaire to be able to run for this shit like yeah that's why like andrew yang never took off because he's just like in comparison to people like trump and yeah biden it's like yo you got no hope 
Like, yeah. And which is so crazy. It's like to even be able to, to yeah. play ball, you need to have. Well, like first anyone coming in to even have a shot at ending up the president and they have to go through like the two party system. But if their campaign is kind of threatening to the, the party that they're running for, then they're running up against the establishment. They're running up against the pre-existing, right. like, you know, Yang with that Democratic Party. They tried to fucking throw shade at him, and right. then they had fucking, like, Buttigieg and Klobuchar drop out, go behind Biden, and yeah. Warren was there blocking Bernie, and, you know? Definitely. They just have, like, weird... that You'd think that that party would just, like, work together to be like, all right, you know, mm. winner take all, may the best man or woman win. Yeah. But they're like, no, we have the guy that we have some shit on, not, you know, right. saying that they have shit on Biden, but it's like, this is our horse in the race. Let's go fucking kneecap all the other ones. Yeah, right. Patsy. Yeah, I mean, and it's weird. It's I'm not trying to talk like conspiracy or anything, but it kind of feels, and it's it's just us doing it. But if we look at anything else... I feel like we can make the same connection. So it's like Nike and Adidas. Like nobody's gonna rock Fila's or like Reeboks yeah, or and Pumas. It's, or, yeah. yeah, and it's like Microsoft and Apple. You know, it's you got to pick one or the other. You can't do something outside of it. And and people really get connected to that shit. Like it's almost like they take it personal that yeah. like someone doesn't fuck with Apple or someone doesn't fuck with. Me. It's like, yo, dog. Like, are you even? Yeah, bro. Like, why, what is, why am I getting a green text bubble when you're texting me? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. But it's like, like even like celebrity shit. If like I were to talk about like maybe a movie that I liked, and then I start talking about the actors in it, and maybe you don't like those actors, and then we for some reason feel like we got to defend these people because like yeah. what you don't fuck with? like this guy was so artistic and he's like so this and so that like how could you not like this person? And we get into a stupid ass battle about a person we don't even know, and it's yeah. like it's just so crazy. It's like yeah. well, I yeah. mean, I think it like you know. It's basically like sports teams. Like, yeah. fucking, if you're in Baltimore and you like the Ravens, you hate the Steelers or yeah. whatever. Um, and that kind of shit was like, we put money behind football after like World War II because like we needed more shit we could get behind as a country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because we weren't fighting any wars, we weren't like, all right, you got to cheer for your country. It's like, mm -hmm. no, you got to fucking a platoon on the fucking field and yeah. in gear and they're going to go get this ball across it. Yeah. Um, but now I feel like that's everything just because like, there's not been a big like rallying cry for everyone. Like everyone's so individual now. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird that like we are a country because like half of us hate each other. Yeah. Yeah, for like no reason, really. You really can't have a country like this. I mean, yeah. I mean, people. It sounds conspiratorial or crazy, but I mean, the way our country is divided right now, like civil wars have started over less. Right. You know, this idea that like we're immune to that or that that can't happen. Like, first of all, it happened 150 years ago. You know, and it's like when we. I don't see how the country can continue on with this level of division. And part of you, part of me sometimes wants to blame people for having that mentality of of like treating it like sports teams and not really truly being educated on what these parties actually are. They have so much allegiance to something and they don't even understand that Democrats and Republicans aren't the government. They're just people competing for seats in the government. Mm -hmm. You know well, and it's like professional wrestling at this point. Like they all go back to the locker room and hang out and chill together. Like 
they're not actually enemies. They're just like playing a part on stage yes. in the whatever halls of Congress or wherever the fuck they are, mm-hmm. just to be like, all right, I like th- this kind of person voted me in. I gotta fucking play up this part on stage, and you know, I'm never gonna vote for a Republican bill, and da 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 da. And then they go fucking get a burger after it. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you should come to my daughter's birthday. Da, da, da. And in the meantime, the people who aren't aware of that, which is everyone pretty much, or most people, that if you're just if you're a person who just kind of casually just kind of follows what's going on and you don't really take the time to look into the inner workings of the party system and stuff like that, then you're susceptible to to falling into that division. Like, that's the main problem when you have the, the duopoly that we have right now is that... The parties no longer really have to say what they're going to do for you. They just have to say what the other party isn't going to do for you or how the other party is going to harm you. Yeah. You know, so so they're up there playing parts on stage and the, the on both sides and they're going, oh, well, if you vote for a Democrat, they're going to do this X, Y, Z. And then if you vote for a Republican, they're going to do X, Y, Z. And it's like it's all it's all stoking fear in the public to get them on your side you're just scaring people into picking one side or the other and at no point do people ever wake up and go wait we don't have to pick either one of you and then there's this this kind of popular mentality which is that if you vote for someone else if you vote for someone who's not either party it's uh it's you're throwing away your vote you know and so because people are such you know we say people are so individual now but i almost think it's less like that you know yeah. i think i think that with everybody having access, such immediate access to information, the people who are controlling the information you get are able to manipulate much larger groups of people much faster. Mm-hmm. So whereas in 1942, you would have had to either have like a really expensive radio or, or have to go wait for the newspaper to come out or go to a movie theater like Eric was saying to watch the news broadcast. And it took time. Like news wasn't an immediate part of your life. So your primary way of looking at the world was based on your own experiences. Like I live in bumfuck Alabama. This is the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis. And this is how I think about it. Now, somebody who lives in Alabama, somebody who lives in LA, somebody who lives in fucking Turkey can, can all be seeing the same information immediately. And now you have all kinds of people with far more access to information having a much less nuanced perspective on the world. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Uh, no, yeah, individual was a bad way to phrase it, but what I meant to say was like nowadays instead of having that one outlet of information or like instead of like it's USA versus whoever else, and mm-hmm. now it's like, all right, well, you know, I like Xbox and, mm-hmm. you know, fuck PlayStation, da-da-da, or, like, there's little battles that everyone's fighting behind now that don't really mean anything, but Mm -hmm. it's also kind of, like, becomes their identity, so then it's, you know, it's like the I'm red, I hate blue. Yeah. It's just, like, now there's thousands of those (laughs) things going on concurrently instead of just the one. Yeah, and everybody's fighting for their own, their own crusade you know so it's like there really is like it's the oldest thing in the book it's cliche at this point but the divide and conquer mentality i mean you're basically taking a country of people who are all essentially suffering from the same thing right now i mean obviously different people in varying degrees (laughs) we're all literally suffering from a fucking pandemic yeah everyone's going through it everyone is feeling the effects of there's not a single person in this country who has not been forced to in some way or another cope with what's going on right now we're all united in that way but yet even with something that unifying even something that strikes every single person in one way or another we can't seem to coalesce behind you know we can't even seem to agree upon you know getting money out 
to people who need it or, right. or to everybody. Even, hey, everybody gets a check. We can't even agree on that. You know, because yeah, I feel like even in that, it's like you got two sides where when you give them the money, they're going to be lazy. And if you don't give them the money, then they're going to be suffering. And I feel like, you know, it's just two different mentalities in, in uh, I feel like in everything. Like you look at even like we're, we're people that are tribal, right? That's human beings are just that's just what we are. But when we have something like social media where, again, it feels so surface, like you could be Republican, I could be Democrat. We might disagree on some things, but maybe we both fuck with the same artist, the same yes. music. But we're not going to know that because I just saw that you uh, retweeted Trump's shit, and I don't, yeah. I don't like that. So therefore, I'm only seeing you as this person. Where in fact, you could have, you could fuck with everything else that I fuck with, but that one thing—that's what we're going to focus on—that is going to separate us. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's everybody, you know. And it's just—it's so stupid because again, it's like, why would we all want to be the same, anyways? It's. I understand that there it goes it's way more complex than that but at the same time I feel like we are choosing to look at the negatives as opposed to like the positives of things yeah, you know sure. it's and it's just so crazy Well you say it's way more complex than that but it's really almost not I mean obviously there's more details and specifics to it but on a I mean from a grand scheme of things that really is what's going on you're not supposed to know somebody on that level unless you know somebody on that level like right. You know, you and I and Eric are all close friends, and we all have had long conversations. We've all known each other long enough to know where we're coming from. If I say a political opinion or something that you disagree with or that Eric disagrees with, we all understand each other enough as people to Mm -hmm. know, okay, well, I can see why Scott thinks. I can see why Jimmy thinks that. And I understand them enough as a person to talk through it. But somebody who doesn't know us on that level might just see that, oh, you retweeted this guy. And now you're just permanently in that category as this other person. You're not on my side, you know? And it really is that simple. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I, I do think, again, it's... As Americans, we just have such a huge ego, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, the amount of times that I've seen two different, you know, sides trying to have an argument or conversation, it just it it just looks so funny when they just get so frustrated and you can almost feel that they're trying to say anything to just try to get to the other person because at that point it's just fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to agree on stuff, so now I'm just going to make you see like i'm just gonna treat you like a piece of shit and vice yeah. versa you know yeah it's just it's very strange it's the oldest debate tactic in the book the whole idea of debating is i don't have to make me right i just have to make you wrong yeah you know and so instead of actually debating any particular ish- issue to forward the conversation you just, you get to character assassination well you think that and then it's like you know Right. At the end of the day, nothing actually happens. Mm-hmm. And here we are stuck. And because people are so ingrained in that, it's like I almost like I said, I don't see a way out. I don't know how this gets better. Like, regardless of what happens in the next four years, like, you know, we got the, the election shits all every every single thing that's happened this year has been like something that you're like, what the fuck is going on? Every single fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, does that change? Mm-hmm. Does that ever get better? How does that ever Hopefully. get better? I mean, I, I again, I think that I think it will get better. I, I think that I mean, that's just me being optimistic. But I mean, what you're saying earlier is we need. There's like literally needs to be some sort of like Jesus-like figure that yeah. like is a big unifying force for everyone. And it, I kind of agree with that. And it doesn't even have, you know, Jesus-like may turn people off because they might think it's some like weird spiritual awakening thing or mm-hmm. yada yada yada. Or, like, it might be sacrilegious to be like, oh, no, Christ already came, or blah, yeah. blah, blah. But no, it just basically, if 
the right was into Bernie like the left was, mm -hmm. that would have been a good example. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I still don't understand why they fucking chose Biden over Bernie. Just because, like, especially now with everything going on, like, I don't understand how there's not a Medicare for all type of situation. Mm -hmm. Like, well, because yeah, they, they didn't pick B Bernie over Biden because they had their, the party. Yeah. The healthcare industry had, was like, yeah. whew, thank yeah. God we got Biden and let's, yeah. let's just let the stocks go up a little bit. Yeah. The democratic party isn't interested in putting up a candidate. that's going to do something for their, they're interested in putting up a candidate that's going to do something for them and their party and the, and the, and the prolonging of their, their, you know, status in the government. You know, so they're not interested. That was like the big thing in 2016 whenever I was like, oh, you know, uh, like because it was a very close race, Bernie and Hillary in 2016. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing back then was that they had that super delegate, the super delegates, yeah. where yeah. basically the party officials could essentially overturn the vote of the base. Like if everybody in the country voted one way, they could pretty much, unless literally, unless everybody in the country voted in one specific direction, the party officials essentially got to decide who their candidate was. Right. And I think that was the first time when people actually woke up to what a party is, because people are going, "That's not democratic." It's like, yeah, it's not, because the Democratic Party sat down, and, or the Republican Party, or whatever party, their private organization, their private company, if they sat down and said, "We're going to decide our nominee based off of who can win this arm wrestling match," <laughs> yeah, they could. There's no. But rule. also, it's like that's how it works in the general election too, and people kind of like just assume that's how it works in both like people don't understand like no the primary is just picking the like the Your either democratic or the republican candidate yeah and also it doesn't really matter because they're like they don't have to take the vote in yeah they do they do it as like a ruse to make you think that it's like your choice yeah yeah they I mean, technically could just submit a person like the Green Party does. Like, I'm pretty sure the Green Party just picks their people they want to go. Hmm. Yeah, probably. I don't remember. Is there a primary for the Green Party? Uh, I don't Maybe. Think so. I don't know. I, I know so. that there might be for the Libertarian Party, but, you know, as I, I don't fucking know. But in terms of the whole Jesus-like thing you were saying, the one thing that always sticks out in my mind is uh, my grandfather said this once. He was like, you know, Jesus, the whole story behind whether you believe in Jesus as a person or a messiah or whatever it is mm. the story of jesus is uh, this person is a son of god meaning he knew everything to say he's he's a son of god essentially yeah. that's yeah. the story that he knew all the right things to say he knew all the right things and they still crucified him right so you're talking about you're that's you're talking about this person who comes along who's going to unite people yeah and it's like you're trying to say that's trump no, <laughs> <laughs> they crucified him in the media. What I'm trying to say is that it, you know, when you look back through history, a lot of times you don't know, you know, at the time right. they, you know, there was a small group of people who believed in Jesus, and the 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 powers that be at the time, the powers that were whatever, killed him, had him had him executed for right. doing that, and and it's like you know, you a G, it's like. If a person a person can't come through that system mm -hmm. because when they do, they're going to be squashed out by their own party. Yeah. Because the party is bigger than them. Right. So the only way to do it is to not go through the party. Mm -hmm. And the people are never going to get behind it because they're so inculcated in this idea that you only have Voting two choices. Outside the parties is a waste of a vote. Yeah. Yeah. And no one wants to have cricket wireless. No one wants to fucking, you know, have uh uh 
what's what's the fucking uh, streaming platform? Crackle. Oh, Crackle. No yeah. one wants Crackle's to. Crackle's free. Yeah. Quibio or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, Quibi. Something like that. Everybody yeah. wants to be on board with something, and so they. That's how. That's how it's gone. Yeah, that's human nature. Yeah. But they prey upon that. So, like I said, I just. You know, it's almost like you're in a you're in a bar situation, and two guys are chirping at each other. And there's always a point where, you know, you've seen you've been in situations where two guys look like they're about to fight, and sometimes it gets de-escalated. But there is always a point of no return. Yeah. There's always a point when it just gets these guys are going to fucking fight, yeah. and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah. And and I feel like as a country we're fastly approaching that. Yeah. I just and and you know. I, I, you know, I think it will get better, but I think it's probably going to have to get a lot worse before it does. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I could, I almost feel like there could be a moment where, because I feel like no American really wants some shit to go sideways, you know, like, because we've seen how good life has been, you know, yeah. I can't speak for everybody, you know. No but, one really wants to watch the world burn, yeah. like the fucking Joker. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, I feel like maybe there has to be that one moment that really puts us into a shock that's like, whoa, what the fuck are we doing? Like, yo, let's just stop this. Or it might have to go into like this like reverse doing of what we have been doing, and that is to really like have to sit with yourself and go, you know what? Let me try to bring the power back within me. Like, let me stop like having to, you know doordash all my shit or like have to go to a target have to order something from amazon like let me see how like uh self uh sustainable i can be you know and like just really try to put the power back in myself or into my family like really put focus on that as opposed to the other things and maybe then you know it could be a happier life or a better Mm -hmm. life yeah i did a lot of uh gardening over the summer for that reason yeah i i got um I think overall I picked about 300 or 400 some peppers. Mm-hmm. I like planted a bunch of like hot peppers over the summer. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just right. because like I wanted to have like very spicy hot sauce, but also I was like, I want to make it. Like yeah. I want to like ferment it. I want to like, I want to grow the shit in my backyard. I want to like dehydrate it and make like hot pepper flakes for like pizza or shit like that made a bunch of hot sauces i um i want to make some jerky with my super hot pepper shit like i don't know i just i like doing that kind of stuff yeah because it's just like it keeps me off my computer and then also like it's something tangible and physical that i'm like oh shit look at like I planted tiny little seeds. Yeah. I germinated them on my fridge using like my arrow garden, yeah. like all through March and April. Right. And then it like turned out into like a three by three fucking rainforest in my backyard of peppers. That's so cool. That's cool. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's definitely something you would do. I yeah. feel like you're always <laughs> cooking or making some shit like that. Exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, not, not to be ignorant to like what, you know, people are trying to get accomplished to make America better, but I honestly feel like, in a way, it's I gotta step back from all this stuff. I mean, how much does it really affect my life? How much does this stuff really, you know, make a difference? I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't. I feel like I've fallen in a trap, and I feel like I can't help but look at, you know, maybe some famous artists back then, like even writers like 
F. Scott Fitzgerald or something, you know, classic going writer, uh, classic writer in Baltimore. You know, <laughs> Just James because Thompson. your name's Scott, you exactly. look him up. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking up Scott Albrecht on Google. Yeah, like, you know, Scott I mean, Fitzgerald. I'm like Greg Gatsby, but uh, but you know, just going through like a, a war or something. Like, what did they do during those times and all? Um, and I feel like where the fuck was I going with the story? I lost my train of thought. Uh, that you I feel need. like I just can't get... I, there's to a point where I'm like, dude, I'm so involved in this shit. Like, what is it actually doing for me? Like, am I really progressing my life or am I yeah. going to yeah. get to the point of just being like everybody else? And Well, I've had to step back. You know, I was... I think everybody's kind of gone through this at some point or another. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would watch the news constantly and watching YouTube politics and shit like that. And at a certain point, it just becomes... It, it, you, it, it's a powerless feeling because at a certain point you just realize there's, I have no control over this. Like, and I'm dedicating so much time yeah. to trying to understand it and trying to be right about it and trying to know more than the other guy and all this extra bullshit and yeah. like confirm my view over, you know, and it's like at the end of the day, the only thing I can really do is just try to, you know, like try to invest in myself and try to improve myself and put myself in a position where I'm understanding that, you know, it's like, it's weird because for the longest time, depending on where you are in society and who you are in society, a lot of these things don't really affect you. But now we're getting into a situation where everybody's affected, you know, everybody is affected and we're really actually getting a, a firsthand glimpse of just how ineffective the people who are supposed to help us are. Yeah. And so now everybody's invested and everybody's coming to that realization at one time or another that there's, wow, there's no way, like, what wow. are we going to do? Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like you, people talk about, like, like with Eric and gardening, like for me, I spent my entire unemployment money on just trying to build up the podcast and mm-hmm. get new studio equipment for music and stuff like that because I was like, well, you know, that seems like the best investment I could make for myself, understanding that there's nothing I can do beyond that other right. than just try to make myself the best version of myself, right. you know? But you need a purpose. And and what happens is it's like when you're not allowed to work, when you're, allowed to, when you're, when you're relying on someone else to hand you money, mm-hmm. you do everybody's kind of going through this thing where it's like, if you're fortunate enough to still have your job and not mm-hmm. be that affected by it, it's one thing. Right. But for the millions and millions of people that, that aren't lucky enough to have that be their situation, it's like there's a certain kind of, uh, I don't know what the exact word is for it, but you just feel useless oh, to be yeah. sitting around just waiting for somebody and relying on somebody mm-hmm. to get you to the next week. But it's like, right. it's like there is a certain aspect of like human nature requires that I feel like I'm a, per- a participant in this society. I don't, I'm not wired to right. sit back and just be, you know, a computer player right. in something and just wait to see what they do and just, mm-hmm. oh, thank you very much for the check, sir. Yeah. You know, and it's like you get to a point where everybody, like I think a lot of the things you were talking about when you came to CVP yesterday, you were talking about the kind of emotional stuff you were going through mm-hmm. and just like where you are mentally. And, um, the substances is definitely a thing, but I think it's I think it's a lot bigger than that. I think what we're all dealing with, because I'm going through the same thing, mm-hmm. is uh, just a lack of purpose in general. You know, yeah, yeah. you don't feel like you're really allowed to do what you're supposed to be doing. So you're trying yeah. to well, like also like I think for all three of us, it was like all right, we all chose to do the things that we're doing mm-hmm. instead of go the regular fucking college, yeah. regular desk job type of shit, and we kind of like put all of our chips in on that 
card and then the entire world shut down you're like all right you can't do that anymore yeah yeah sorry put your dream on the back burner for a second right you can't help but feel helpless yeah i mean i and i'll talk to my girlfriend about this too um because she and uh, her mom they lived on a reservation in canada uh they're part of the cree nation cree tribe and uh i can't help but to think that like again like you have people that have been wiped out they're like a one percent right so they get all this you know these benefits from the government um that there's a lot of substance abuse uh a lot of people that just are lazy on these reservations um that have a feeling of no purpose because they're just getting handouts all the time which Mm -hmm. you know granted like yeah that's like for sure for them being wiped out like why not but at the same time i can't help but to think like Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe the government knows that, like, you know what? If we just give them these this stuff, then like, fuck it, you know, like they're not gonna try to do better because like they feel like, well, shit, like, yeah, we do deserve this because you did kill our people. Like, yeah. fuck it, I'm gonna chill now because this is my time to chill because fuck you, you did this to us, you know. Yeah. And it's it feels like that right now, like us as American people getting these handouts, we can't help but to feel like. You know what? Fuck the government. Yeah, I do deserve this money because this is all they're doing. This is all their fault. And so fuck it. I'm going to spend this money, you know, on mm-hmm. some other shit, whether it be clothes, whether it be, you know, shoes. But no one's actually really thinking about like, yo, how can I invest this money and just like start a business? Or yeah, two? A, a lot of people aren't. Yeah. A lot of people aren't. And that they, they that, that, that way of, you know, you can even look at the welfare system and how it does. And I, I, that was another thing that really came like it really i kind of saw it firsthand it made a lot of sense to me it really clarified it in my mind exactly how people get stuck in that cycle where a lot of people most people experience it when you're getting 900 dollars a week to not work and then when they were trying to open up the economy everybody's sitting there going wait a second so if i go back to work i'm gonna make less money than if i don't and so what happens is they actually you actually you're forced to make a decision between investing in yourself and doing something that might offer you a better future or just settling and folding and saying, "Well, I'll just take what I can get because there's also a chance that, you know, if I take this risk and and get rid of my benefits, that mm-hmm. I might end up worse off and then I'm fucked." And so it's a you know, the, gov- the government they when they there's people that that the people that are instilling these welfare programs on I don't know exactly how it works. I'm not even going to pretend to know how exactly it works. But there's a reason why people benefit by keeping people permanently slaves to the government. Right. These government contractors that are making money off of welfare problems, I mean, welfare programs and things like that, they want, they benefit. The more people that are reliant on that system, the better off they are. And so they have no interest in, in motivating people out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, if you're a pizza place, you have no interest in motivating people to become vegan. It's like I need customers, you know? Yeah. So if I'm somebody who makes my money in that system, it's everything in my power I'm doing to try to make sure people stay in that system. And unfortunately, a lot of people, whether they don't have the motivation to do it or the, the gumption to do it, but a lot of people might not even have the wherewithal to do it. Maybe they might not be able to make more money on their own, you know? And so they never try. Yeah. And so we become slaves of the government. But like you're saying, on those reservations, 
they there's substance abuse issues and things like that where people have this lack of purpose and that ultimately is what leads to that depression and, and things like that because you really don't feel like you you're doing anything right you can even see that when people get stuck in those nine to five corporate jobs where you know like as human beings we're wired to to be like like you said we're tribal people mm-hmm. and everybody wants to feel like they're playing a part in something and before society and all that stuff like you exist in a community of maybe 150 people or maybe even a smaller tribe, and everybody plays their part. You're supposed mm-hmm. to contribute to something. You feel valuable. You're a valuable member of the tribe. When you take that away from – when somebody works a nine-to-five job in some in some shit that they hate right. where they don't even see how anything they're doing even contributes to what's going on, they're just some pencil pusher in a cubicle, and they just know that, oh, here's my work. I just do this shit day in, day out. I don't even right. know – where down the line it even matters. I'm just doing some bullshit job and getting paid for it. They have no connection to any of their contributions to the world and they get stuck in it. Right. And those people get depressed. Now you're taking it to another level. Well, now they don't even have that. Right. You know, you're just living day to day. Just I get paid to just be a fucking nobody. Right. And that's worse. Yeah. And I, it's, it's weird. It's like, I feel like even in those situations, whether you work in an office or you're, you're a janitor, you have to truly believe that what you're doing is contributing to something so that mm-hmm. you don't fall into those those places of the depression or anxiety. I mean, again, that's what I'm I felt like I was suffering for a little bit. I'm sure it'll come around again, but it's because of like you were saying, not feeling like you have a sense of purpose and um I feel like especially in America, like because of social media, because you have so many examples of people that are getting not just money, but like crazy amounts of money for it almost looking like it's effortless. Mm-hmm. You have then moments where, you know, you go to a retail store, you go to a restaurant and the attitude of these people are just like, what's up? Okay, sure. Da, da, da. You know, and I get that. It sucks because you, you have something that you're striving for that's bigger. Mm-hmm. So this is not your like your actual job. But so many people I feel like aren't, motivated enough to actually get out of that and it creates this like sense of depressions and feelings because again you don't feel like you belong you have some people that go you know what fuck it i'm not going to be a superstar i'm just going to be a manager at this restaurant Mm -hmm. and so then them they themselves you know they find a purpose within that little thing you know yeah it may drive them out of those that feeling but i can't help but to think like every most times where i go places now it just feels like nobody gives a shit about anything and it's Again, we have all this like mental health issues in this country, and I do think those are real. But at the same time, I feel like no American is actually considering like why are these things happening? There's just like just take a pill and you'll feel good, or you know, like yes, these are things that we go through as humans. Like, don't worry, like you know, just like just accept it and like let it. You know, they try to find like I don't want to say excuses again. Like, I think these are real feelings and. Uh, again, like I've felt these things, but I have to literally try in my brain to like figure out what exactly is going on. I have to like write it down. Like why, why, why can't I stop thinking so negatively? Why can't I help but be jealous? Why can't I help? You know, I keep asking myself the whys to really try to like reverse everything. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I feel like many people don't, they don't want to go through that to, you know, they just want the, well, it's just easier to, yeah. It's yeah. easier just to be jealous or like, because then you don't have to think about it and think about into, okay, so what did they do that I didn't do? Or like, mm-hmm. was it just luck? Like, why can't I be fucking lucky like that? Or, yeah. yeah. And then it just becomes a spiral and it's right. it's just no good. But also, you know, 
we're in a, such a weird fucking time where you feel like you're trying so hard and it's not doing anything. And yeah. a lot yeah. of people are going through that. And yeah, it's easier just to be like, okay, fuck it. Yeah. Give me that check. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- especially when you brought up the pill thing, that's, I think that's a good example because a lot of people, there's almost a taboo of even discussing um, how to deal with things like depression and anxiety aside from just saying it's a medical condition, it's chemical imbalance, it's nothing, you know, like you, you got, you know, if you tell somebody that's taking antidepressants that maybe there's other solutions, I'm not like, there's obviously people that are dealing with real chemical imbalances that are like not psychosomatic, that they're, they're real things that you, there's nothing you can do. Just like, you know, if you walk up to a guy who has cerebral palsy and tell him if he really tries, he's going to walk. It's like, no, dude, he's not going to walk. But I think that's a vast, I think that's the minority of people. I think that the vast majority of people are stuck in a cycle like we were talking about this whole time about finding a purpose. And and just like anything in life, like if you want to get stronger, you have to go to the gym and work out and push yourself through that to work through that. A lot of people, there's kind of this weird mentality like, I understand about the income inequality in this country and and the transfers of wealth to the top, which are happening blatantly in front of our faces right now. But I've never looked at my situation in life and said, I'm in my situation right now because of this billionaire or something like that. I've never looked at that. I've always looked at it as like, I'm in the situation in my life because of the decisions that I've made and the person that I've been. And so, but there's a certain amount of power it's all the power to that because when you when you take responsibility for your own life you have maintained control of your own life you've also given yourself the power to change it when you sit there and say i'm in the situation i'm in i'm feeling the way i'm feeling because of something that's out of my control you've given away your power you're now relying on somebody else you know when you're a person who feels the way you feel and that i feel from time to time with depression and anxiety and you say there's nothing i can do about it so I'm going to take this pill or something like that that essentially just numbs me to it, then you never actually get the, give yourself the opportunity to grow and get be, beyond it. Like when you're sitting there going retro and thinking in reverse of why am I thinking this way? Why is it that these negative thoughts keep creeping into my mind and, and it's forcing me to have this outlook on the world and these like negative feedback loops that are just bringing me down? Instead of thinking about it, you could just fucking drink more. Yeah. Or take Xanax or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But you're never actually fixing the problem. You're just going to be a permanent, permanently stuck in that mental headspace and permanently reliant on some other substance or some other person to numb you to it. And right. and there's an industry be- behind that. Like when to, people talk shit about big pharma all the time, but when you bring it into this conversation, everybody kind of gets like real t- Oh, don't talk about depression, depressants and stuff. It's like. If I'm a guy who manufactures antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication, I want you to think you need my medicine. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that you're in control of your own feelings and your own emotions and your own life because then you're not going to pay me money. Yeah. And everybody understands that when you talk about other things, but for some reason there's this there's this pushback you get when you when all you're really doing is trying to tell someone that you are in control of your own life. Right. And so many people hate hearing that. Yeah, it's across the board. When you look somebody in the eye and say, "Hey, dude, you're," and I know obviously that this, it, I'm saying, I'm speaking in generalizations, and mm-hmm. there's obviously outside factors that every person is dealing with on a person to person basis. But as a general theme, nobody has more of an effect on your life than you. Yeah. Nobody is more responsible for your place in life than you. Right. You know. Yeah, definitely. 
But people don't want to hear that. And, and there's an industry and people making money and preying upon telling you that you're not in control because they're in control. Right. And so the really, that, like, like what we were saying before, it all goes back. The only way to truly get your power back... Is to take or, the mask off. But it starts with investing in yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's true. Mask off. No, yes, it's true. Investment, <laughs> investing in yourself. And I mean, again, I think it. what is very, what was something I've always been so good at is uh, like sitting with myself, like talking to myself. It wasn't until this year that I, I really didn't do much of that because, you know, I live with my girlfriend and my roommate and we are all in there 24-7 during this time, you know, socializing. I don't really yeah. have a moment to myself to really think about like, what is it that I'm doing? Like, what is it that I'm thinking? How am I feeling? And, and then going into the substances and, and, uh, I think that a lot of people, you know, maybe, maybe I was lucky. Maybe I was lucky that I, I was able to see it so early on. Maybe there's people that suffer, have suffered, you know, for 10 years, 20 years, mm-hmm. and they're so far into the hole that they can't even, you know, try yeah. to get out because they're so far gone from it. Whereas at least for me, like I was saying to you at CVP, uh, you know, we were athletes in high school. We know how to cut weight. We know how to work out. If we do get fat, we know how to instantly try to fix ourselves, correct ourselves. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't get to, um, they haven't experienced something like that. Yeah. And uh, that's, Mm -hmm. um, that's the unfortunate part. And it's how do you get to not like try to give another perspective to somebody without trying to hurt their ego or make them think that what they're doing is, you know, right or wrong, yes. you know, but to, yeah. to try to talk to someone to just see something different than what they're so comfortable or, or, you know, used to. Yeah. That's the challenging part that I don't know. That was definitely the most, uh, I mean, if not the thing that I took away from, sports and st- thing, and not just sports it's really anything that i've dedicated myself to and this is the case for obviously everyone is that that was the first time in my life when i actually realized that i could manifest something that like if i had envisioned that i was not going to be chubby anymore and and stop losing every single fucking wrestling match if i could picture that in my mind and take steps towards achieving that that it's actually possible i remember the first time I walked out my sophomore year and I pinned some kid and I, I literally this wave of like, holy shit, this is real. Like I actually did this. It's yeah. actually possible. And that's something that a lot of people never get brought into touch with, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that's a benefit we have on the same token. When you were talking about, you know, we obviously transfer that to our own individual careers in terms of what we're trying to achieve in the long run which goes way beyond fucking football and wrestling. That was a big thing I took away was like when I go back to those, you know, wrestling meets or go in the practice room and talk to kids, I haven't done it in a while because I really don't feel a connection to it anymore in that way. Um, but when I would go back, I would always kind of say like, look, like all this stuff you're doing, like nobody's going to, in, in, in five years, nobody's going to care if you were state champion. Nobody's going to care about this match or that match. What matters is the man you become and the things you take away from this. Because, you know, unless you're going to the fucking Olympics for wrestling or going to the NFL for, you know, football or whatever, it's like 
that's not what you're getting from this. You're learning how to you're learning how to cope with things in life that are going to hit you way harder than this, and it's going to be even that much harder because at least in sports you have a pretty clear cut thing of like I need to get stronger. Okay, I'm going to lift weights. I need to lose weight. Okay, I'm going to diet. I need to get faster. Okay, I'm going to do sprints. In life, nobody like what you're talking about. You actually have to first figure out what the fuck is plaguing you. You know, so many people it's like it's like you're sitting there on a computer and you're just going and there's something running in the background and you don't even know, but it's slowing your computer down like my fucking computer right now. I can't figure <laughs> out how to fucking fix it. But there's all kinds of shit just running in the background of your mind that's dragging you down. And unless you actually take the time to go through mm-hmm. your mind and try to find, what the fuck is this file? What the hell is this Yeah, what do I have 90 tabs open <laughs> exactly. in my subconscious? <laughs> exactly. And then after that, after that's part of the process, which is identifying the problem, which is the main issue. But then you have to have the strength to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be way harder at the end of the day in life than any, you know, I had to lose 10 pounds before my tournament this weekend. But you're taking something beyond that. You derive meaning out of certain things, which is why it's important, even if you're gardening or just investing in a fucking garage to put cool mics and cameras and stuff. It's like you have to create your own meaning. Mm-hmm. And what I thought you said the other day, because we barely really got a chance to talk the other day, which is actually why I was really irritated um why i brought that up at the beginning about the guy being there it's like because i really wanted a chance to just kind of hang out and we didn't really get that and um we're kind of just like shouting across the bar at each other and not really able to really talk but just kind of like whatever and you said you know like i don't really care i think this was you unless i saw a youtube video some guy or i dreamt it (laughs) It but i feel like you said something about like you don't even care about like being famous anymore oh yeah and that's that's i feel like i've gotten to the same place where it's like the meaning that it's almost like an immature way of looking at success is that what is being famous really? Being famous is I want other people to approve of me. Yeah, I yeah. want to do something so that other people you know, think like I'm recognition. Cool. Yes, and not necessarily. And as a younger person, you correlate that to be okay. Fame and recognition are the same thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh no, I just want people to tell me I'm doing a good job. And yeah, <laughs> like I don't and, care if it's twenty or yeah. two thousand. Mm-hmm. Like. And I think that, like, you know, going back to that thing, it's, it's again, it's, I have to really come to terms with, like, what do I want out of life? Like, why, why did I want to be successful? Why do I want to be famous? Why do I want to live in LA? Da, 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 right. And it's just funny because since so many people want the same thing and, um, that's like the thing to do now, right? Is like movies or music. Um, you can't help but also want those same things too, you know? Yeah. And I still want those things, but it, it has to be deeper than that. It has to be like to manifest, like I have to see the steps. I, I can't just be like, I want this. Because if I do get there, like how Alex was saying or Marissa or Dan, you know, like you should just do reality or you should do da da da. da. But what, like for what? For yeah. money? Like I, my yeah. life feels deeper than just that. I, I can't just be sitting there happy with a bunch of money, just like, like there's just, it doesn't feel like there's any purpose in it, you know, yeah. other than just entertainment. And that would just give me so much anxiety, like to have to like not only just have uh, this sort of lifestyle, but my life is now 
under a microscope. It's now the career. You know, there's yeah. no divide. There's no a moment for me to have a sense of like privacy. Right? Yeah. And, and again, it's these... reality. So they're going to be like, all right, well, here's your storyline. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's what we need you to do. You're like, oh, well, this isn't me. I'm like, okay, well, now it's you forever because yeah. we're yeah. recording it and that's how people are going to think of you. Yeah. yeah. And the next thing you know, you're fucking 35 years old doing the Jersey Shore reboot partying going on spring break <laughs> with three kids it's like what the fuck am i watching here yeah. you know it's like you become stuck in that which is why you know like i think we were all what's interesting is that we were all kind of moving on instinct um that led us to the places we are now but i think we didn't understand it at the time which is as you get older and as you become more embedded in what you're doing you actually start to see what the fuck it is you're actually doing yeah it's the same i always use the example for the podcast like when we started, I didn't I didn't really know what it was supposed to be, and it wasn't until we started doing it that it was like, oh, this is what it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's the same thing with life. It's like you go through, and it's like I had those same thoughts when I was nineteen. You know, I look back, and I'm like, like you know, I had the musical talent, I had the, the the all the things that you would think would make something. You know, but at the end of the day, I wasn't willing to do that kind of soul crushing, compromising shit to go out on the voice and, and become, you know, this guy, Oh, well, you're going to be the guy who wears a fedora and the sweater. And, and you remember, like, I would try to do that stuff, right. you know, like try to like, I, you know, I was a fucking Jason Mraz type guy for like a fucking year <laughs> yeah. until people were like, wait, why is this guy in a sweater vest being such a fucking ridiculous lunatic yeah. at this frat party? And it's like, no, oh, because that's not him. Yeah. It's not who that guy is. Right. But you know, it's like you go through and as you get older, you start to realize, Oh, okay. Okay. And then you start to realize that any of the shit that you were concerned about, like all that stuff we used to do, which I still find myself doing time to go, let me go on Wikipedia and see when did this guy make it? And it's mm-hmm. like, you're comparing yourself to this guy. Why? You yeah. know, because he happens to have the same career as you that that means, oh, or well, it's like the career you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he made it when he was 26 right. or he made it when he was 29. So, I mean, I have one more year right. <laughs> to fucking <laughs> yeah. do something. It's like that. You're, you're a completely different person right. taking a completely different path, right. you know? Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's to focus for me like doing acting class and stuff like that. It really put a different perspective in my brain as far as like what work do I actually need to do, and like the work that I want to do, not like I feel like I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course, like I'm in an industry where at the moment I'm not going to be able to make the choices that I want. I just have to kind of take whatever's given to me. But at the same time trying to take it step by step as opposed to just trying to like just wanting the thing that everybody else wants just because everybody else wants it you know because when i really think about that like okay it's what if i had a really nice house what if i really had you know a cool yard and a nice car and i get to travel like fly back and forth like i mean i'm sure that shit will get boring real quick you know Mm -hmm. but if i don't have a, a like an actual reason for that than just like I want to be an actor, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm just going to fall in the same category as all the other ones that have either fallen off or have killed themselves. You know, yeah. like because I understand if I fall into that hole of just in the beginning not gaining control of myself, and I gain all that. If I were to gain success, then I'm definitely going to be stuck in a moment where yeah, I have all this bigger. success with no control of who I am and people telling me who I am and what I should be doing and, uh, you know, scheduling my life out. Like, you got to be here about this time and do this thing. And th-, you know, it's like, that's not a life that I want. Yeah. But I, I know it's going to be something to a degree of that for sure. But 
Have right. you figured out exactly like in terms of like acting? Because I always think it's like you know, especially with you. I know you did like theater in high school and, and like my senior year, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but like bit. you kind of <laughs> dove real headlong into this idea of becoming an actor mm-hmm. in the same way that like I dove headlong into become a musician. Eric dove headlong into becoming a comedian. But it's like you almost sometimes I'll step back and be like, what was what was I really? What what's the real? Because that's really what the question comes down to is why like. Like, like we were talking about before, when you're younger, you think it's, you, you have these ideas of what it might mean to be successful or or how to gauge success or anything like that. But when I would look down for me personally, I almost feel like in a way when we all kind of decided to take this alternate route or route or whatever the fuck it is in life. And then it was like, I don't know, it's almost like I was trying to like prove something to myself or prove something to like, I remember it stuck with me when we were in L.A., um, I think the first time around and not the when we went out time? the first time, but like the middle time, the third time I went out over the summer <laughs> okay. last year. And, uh, we were at, uh, I think we were at Eddie's house. Oh yeah. Eddie. Yeah. And shouts out Eddie, by the way, Eddie. he'll DM me about the podcast every now and then he's cool. Oh shit. Let's um, go. and, uh, we were sitting there and they were talking about like going to, uh, like some restaurant or something. Some like fast food place. Oh, you talking about the time where you're like, what? Why not a gas station? Yeah, and okay. I was saying like, well, why? Why do I go there? Like, ooh, a gas station. I was like, well, what the fuck's wrong with a gas? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like kind of going back at him, mm-hmm. but like in a sarcastic way. Yeah. But there's a certain like combativeness to it, and I've always like been that way. I mean, you did it to me yesterday. With what? That Baker Mayfield. Dude, he does because because he does commercials. Uh, I, I, yeah. I could I interpret it as like, all right, you're trying to get under my skin because I'm not doing commercials right now. But, oh no no no, I didn't mean uh, it like okay. that. Oh no, I didn't mean it like that. Oh really? I thought that that's what it, I, I thought it was like because he's doing more commercials. No like, no no no, okay, no, no, okay. no 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 no. Then that's my. Now email. that you said it, <laughs> now that you said it, I wish that's how I meant it. Because I, I was like, all right, this is just Jimmy being Jimmy. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think in terms of the Baker Mayfield thing, I, I think that uh, I've always had a visceral problem with people thinking something when I can tell that they only think it because everyone else thinks it. Mm-hmm. That they oh, only I, are doing something because it's what they think is acceptable to do. Yeah. And so I've always had this compulsion when I see someone doing that, I become like, and I don't do it in a dickish way or I don't right. try to. And as I've gotten older, I feel like I've gotten better at it. Because yeah. when I was younger, I feel like some people would be like, this guy's a fucking dick. Why is he being so sarcastic and like that? But like, it's because I'm sitting there trying to probe them as like, why do you think that way? Like, mm-hmm. why is it so ingrained in your mind that like if I go to this restaurant, if I if I text with an iPhone and my texts are blue, that that's okay. But if I text with a droid and my texts are green, that's not okay. And it's like, why do you think that way? Why are you so ingrained? With, because I think it all goes back to this whole conversation we've been having, which is why we're stuck in the two-party system and why all these other things, why people are so ingrained in it is because we're programmed to think we're afraid. We're afraid of going against what everyone else is doing because we're afraid of being wrong because at least there's a certain security when everyone else goes to college and everyone else gets this type of job to go, well, I did it too. And I, I, at least I can find some type of solace in knowing that my friend who also did it also isn't really happy with his life and not his, not happy with his marriage and not happy with this. But like, I just followed the fold and there's a security in that in feeling like, well, you know, I just, you know, versus taking the chance on same thing with the welfare thing. I can get $900 guaranteed a week. Why would I risk that $900 guaranteed to go out and try to do something better? 
because there's a chance I might wind up worse. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people stay stuck in that mindset. And so, even on those little things, like, oh, we can go to this restaurant, but not that restaurant, because blah, 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 because of all this bullshit that's going through your mind, it makes me that way, you mm -hmm. know? And I think I look at, like, I think it's present in, in all of us in a certain way. Um, but, like, when we set out for this path or whatever it is we're doing, I think ultimately, at first, I was trying to prove something to other people that that I didn't need to do what you're doing, and I I believe in myself, and I can do this. But then I started to realize that I'm actually just trying to prove something to myself. Mm -hmm. And you don't prove something, and and all the things that I thought would prove it to me, mm -hmm. like this amount of money or that thing or that thing, never wound up mattering. It yeah. was always about I need to find something in this life that makes me feel like I actually like we were talking about the whole time, had a purpose yeah. and, and did something and didn't just follow along with it so that maybe other people would realize that they don't have to do it as well and mm -hmm. find happiness in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we go back to the beginning, I think that like in high school, coming out of high school, I mean, I knew right away I didn't want to go to college and I knew partly for you you didn't want to either but there was still a part of you that you did it a, a little bit and yeah you know i don't want to take all the credit but i do feel like there was a part <laughs> of me that that did push you to be able to get out of that and see yeah. something different even though you were obviously you had the thought already you just needed that like little push and maybe i hurt you or not i don't know but <laughs> but uh but Perfect, we always bro. saw it as like you know this is a fucking empire type scheme thing they're just collecting money like you don't really need college to mm -hmm. uh, be successful. And it wasn't until like I got to intern at TBC, TBC, the ad agency. THB. THB. Towson Hot Pagels. The one down <laughs> uh, When I interned at TBC. TBC okay. and uh, Fells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was interning there. And when I interned there, they offered me a job. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't even go to school for this shit. And that's what drove me to go move to New York. Mm -hmm. And when I had that opportunity, like, yo, if I... I didn't have to go to school for this and I could do this, then like what else could I do? Yeah. But there was also the fact that like being a mixed kid, like not really having people like understand me and like what I go through as a mixed person, like that also is what drove me to do what I want to do. And I think now um, it's just so, I feel like saturated in like this type of like, I struggle more than you. Like this, always this like one upness to like, oh well, you're mixed. Well, I'm fucking mixed too, and yeah. like I had it this hard, and da 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 da. Yeah, you it, had it that hard. Yeah, well, I had it ten times worse. Yeah, so. yeah it's like, <laughs> and then I could talk about oh, I'm Baltimore, and then the liquor store, you know. And it just keeps. It just it feels like yo, why does this shit actually matter? Like what I what I am saying? Am I trying to prove to this person that I'm harder than him, yeah. or I went through more shit? Like. Yeah. What does I mean, it people actually, like a good story though? Yeah, but at the same time, it's like at the end of the day, like, yes, that does matter to me, but like, mm -hmm. what does it do for me? Like, what does this energy do for me to think constantly think that I have to prove to the next person that like I'm worth it? Mm -hmm. Like, let me just let me just find it in myself first, and then people can see it, you know? So then I had to pull back from all that stuff because again, it's just feels so saturated now. Like, no matter like who I talk to, it's it just seems like it's a pissing contest that it's like, man, this trend is so whack now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this, like 
nobody cares about this shit anymore. Like, yeah. let's move yeah. on. It's just like, played out. Yeah, yeah, like, fuck it. Let me think of like, like let me just let me just really get to just knowing me, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and that's where I find more. It's just easier on me now, you know, just to like not have to feel like I have to hold myself in certain positions towards certain people um, to try to get what I want. Like, let me just not even really think about it. Let me just be me. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like, again, until acting class that I really then got to understand that. Like, um, just just being outside of myself. Yeah. And and putting my, my more of my focus on the other person than my actual self, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. really listening to what other people are saying instead of thinking about what I want to say to the other person. Stop trying to be strategic because I think also in our generation, we're just too strategic as people. Like you think about the amount of seconds that it has to go in between text so that you can seem like cool or, um, you know, whether it be relationships, like how many people really find insecurity and in not being able to trust the other person because we're all so strategic in like what we want out of life and does this person bring this to me? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's all just such a mess that yeah. it's like not worth just contributing into. I give you, you joked about it, but I do give you like most of the credit in terms of like what kind of made me decide to stop going to school. And I think it was something that I knew all along, Yeah. but I blame a lot of, and I think there was also an element, which is like, like the one difference I think in the way I came up was my parents, particularly my father was very adamant about me doing music. Like it wasn't like that typical, like, musician story where the kids in the bedroom playing guitar and the parents were like, Hey, keep it down up there. It was like, no, like it was the complete opposite. It was complete opposite. Yeah. And so there was a certain element of me that like when I was coming out of high school, I had like a resistance to going along with that, mm-hmm. you know? And plus I was still in my because mind. Because he was like supportive of it. You're yes. like, well, since you want me to do it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I had this idea of like, oh, well, my parents just look at me as like, musician or whatever and like i want to prove that i could do something else which is i think why i invested so hard in wrestling because i wanted to to prove that i could do something where it wasn't just like innate it didn't you know i never i don't remember ever really working that hard at music to to be a to be a standout musician in in school and stuff like that but with wrestling i started literally sucking and then i had to fucking get every earn everything i got from yeah so (laughs) but i think also it's like we it's the school system we came up in which didn't which didn't um, even encourage things like that. Like, I think about that stuff all the time about how, you know, people like us that had talents and, and, and had skills and we're not dumb people, you know, but it didn't really translate in the school environment because the school environment was, was, you know, constructed for one type of person with one type of path. And there were very few people throughout my time. It's, there were some people that were extremely valuable in my life, but for the most part, the system that I was carried along in was basically just making me feel like all the stuff that made me stand out was like a problem. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm going along, going along. And it wasn't until I had that first year of college where I almost like I look at my first year of college as perhaps one of the most educational experiences of my life in that I understood just how fucking bullshit it was when it came to a person like me. And I wouldn't have come across that realization unless I dove headfirst into it. And when I say dive headfirst, I didn't dive headfirst. 
I went into it the same way everybody goes into it, right. just because the next guy's doing it. Right. And so it wasn't until I had that experience that I was like, oh, wait, now I see what the fuck is going on. Now I see that this is essentially 13th grade, except now I'm paying you. And now, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's why, I mean, me and I feel like I was always cool with your dad. I was probably one of your first friends that was cool with your dad just because I My felt like... My first friends, dude. I was the first <laughs> friend, dog. <laughs> no, I mean, he always, he did keep it yeah, real. Yeah, you were never intimidated by Tony. Yeah, never. I feel like. Because it was just like... Like, Everything he was saying was just like, <laughs> I, I knew to a degree it wasn't true. Like, it wasn't like there was nothing to be scared of about this guy. Like, he was just saying it to like blow smoke. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know, he's just, he he's a man who just knows what he wants. He's got, you know, his values and stuff like that. And like, those are things that I respect. And, and again, if you were to just talk to him instead of being intimidated by him and speak his ways, I feel like. You know, he'll just he'll respect you too, and I, I feel like that's yeah. Like yeah. I, I, if I know Tony, if he were to hear this, he'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Like I oh, fuck with Scott. Like <laughs> he's a cool ass dude. Yeah, because I we just get each other. You know, as much mm-hmm. as you know, we joke. He jokes around and says some shit. I know it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe some people would look at it as like, "Oh, what the fuck?" You know, he's fucking crazy. But it's like, nah. Yeah. And we all we all kind of like the fact that we gravitated to each other as as like a coreish friend group. Like we obviously had like our bigger friend group, but like us three in particular. Yeah, there's a sundown reunion. Yeah, hey. it made it easier because we were all doing it. You know, like mm. all most of my friends in high school, like they all took that direction. And then I always felt like I was like if I started talking in bigger terms, like if I started talking about things that I wanted to do outside of that mold or whatever. That they were all, it was always met with this kind of like, it was was just kind of like, it wasn't like they would ever overtly be like, that's stupid, but you always felt like they just, like, they never, they never saw what I was seeing. You know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't get it. Yeah. You know, why I was talking like that or what I was thinking. Or a lot of times people might even think, well, you know, that it's, it's like a fucking, like, like an ego thing. Like, why, what makes you think that you can fucking do something like that? And I'm always saying, well, some people do it. Yeah. Like, you listen to the radio, right? That means it's possible that people, become successful musicians you know and it's like you're so ingrained to think that that could never be you that it never will be you yeah you know yeah i mean it is crazy coming back here and always knowing that like yo like people that i went to high school with are having kids and they're gonna go to the same high school and it's just gonna be that same loop you know even with your parents eric like they have to go to taos high school you know and again there's nothing wrong with that but I knew from the very start that that wasn't for me. Like, I'm just a very curious person and I, I, I enjoy the exploring and I enjoy, you know, like seeing my fears and, and, uh, just wanting to take on like a life that is bigger than what I know. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it it is, it, it is a weird place where like, again, like we're in high school and we're just trying to figure ourselves out by just saying sort of whatever and like trying to roll with different friend groups, but not really being accepted by anybody. And then on top of that, to have like people tell you like, yo, your fucking dream is ridiculous. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that does take a hit on you, you know, like Mm -hmm. for sure. But at the same time, it's the way that you got to program your brain. Like you really have to think about like what is being said and then make that choice on your own. Like for me, I use that as fuel. Like, damn, these people really don't think I can do it. Like I could sit there and go, yeah, they're probably right. But instead I was like, you know what? Like how much better would it feel like to not 
to like have them think otherwise you know yeah and uh yeah that's what i chose and i still yeah i'm still like very grateful like so thankful that that i have the brain that i do and like that i do take the chances that i do just based off of that like because again I, I don't think that i don't know where that comes from i don't know if that's like something that you're born with that like sort of mentality or or not but it almost feels like you ever watch that movie like ants or something like yeah. just any sort of disney movie you yeah you can't help but to feel like you're that guy that's like different than everybody mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah so i'm sure you guys feel that too do yeah, you sure. do you feel like like in any way i guess i was going to ask like in terms of like you've been doing a lot of modeling stuff and things like that and so do you have a more specific idea of what you want to do in terms of like pursuing modeling versus acting or are you kind of just embracing all of it as like just whatever works or what what like if you could have your ideal career would you be in like big movies and things like that or directing your movies like what are you thinking I guess uh Yeah, I mean, I guess ideally, yeah, I, I like the reason why I did modeling was to open some doors to get into film and stuff like that. Because again, like in the beginning, I was I was unsure about acting schools and stuff. Like what does that really mean? Does that mean that I'm just going to be a teacher, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like am I going to fall into that category or am I going to just be so into the school that I'm just going to have so much knowledge on it that I myself now I'm like a robot as opposed to like being natural with things Yeah, mm-hmm. that um, I took the modeling route, did the Asia thing, a little bit in New York, came back to LA or came to LA and I still do it there a little bit. But again, it's not really, it just all feels like it's more for a flex. It's not like how many guys, you know, like do modeling and make like millions, you know, mm-hmm. or even yeah. like thousands. It's not until you actually do like commercial stuff. So by that point, like, I feel like modeling is more editorial and it's just more for like, I guess like an Instagram or like just to say like, yo, I'm on this billboard or yo, I do this, yeah, you know, yeah. but then the commercials where you make the money and where you can use that to invest or whatnot. Um, so like, I'm still down to do like commercials. Like that's, I still have an agent for all that stuff. Um, but the bigger dream again is it still is acting and it still is like, I enjoy telling stories. So if I can, find a way through acting to eventually get me into a place to like work with people to direct or something like that would be awesome. But at the same time, you know, like these are still things that I like, I definitely want for myself, but as I've, you know, been, uh, just, I guess constantly with myself, um, through the pandemic, I started trying to figure out like what could, what else could I do like to be able to like connect things, you know? So like, again, with acting, it's kind of hard to see your progression unless you're like in movies, you know, like mm-hmm. you can practice and work with yourself, but it's not until you actually like, you know, can audition for things and get those things and then see like, okay, like I'm actually worth something. People actually see me as like a talent that they want to put in their movies. And so I feel like that takes a lot of time, you know? Yeah. And so instead, like, you know, maybe some people will start making their own short films and and all. And so for me, I feel like my brain just moves constantly so fast that I, I it's hard for me to be consistent sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love I love clothes. Like I like fashion and 
So I was like, okay, like, you know what? Like, if it's any time, it's like, it's got to be now. Like, fuck it. Let me just try to learn this stuff. Let me buy a sewing machine. Like, I always said I wanted to do it. Like, if it's any time, it's now. Yeah. So I bought those things, you know, and it's physical. It's it's now, it's something that I can, like, I'm good with as far as, like, taking steps to reaching a goal. So, yeah. you know, first let me just get some of the basics down. Let me make patterns, do the math. Now let me start put sewing stuff together. Okay, like I made a t-shirt. Okay, I made a hoodie. I, I'm starting to make pants. This is sick. Like how much money am I putting into this? Okay, if I'm putting this much money into it, then this is how much I could sell it for. And if I sell it for that much, then I'll get double this. And then that could, you know, help me buy another sewing, a better sewing machine or a yeah. serger. Um and so I can, I now can see like where my money's going, how I can invest in myself to be able to see myself progress. And so now as I'm doing that, I'm trying to, I guess, sort of apply that with like acting, you know, it's kind of helped me to be able to actually like see at scale, like, what is it that I'm doing? How can I achieve these things? And, um, so that's like another goal of mine. Again, I don't want to put so much of my time into or like a little bit of my time here, a little bit of my time there, because I feel like that's also just not being you yeah. know, very productive. Yeah. But spread yourself too thin. And yeah, but at the same time, a, a a dream of mine is to, um, as I see, you know, the problems of like the world and like as far as like environment stuff go, but also like these fucking like influencers and YouTubers like constantly just trying to elevate their status and as well as their money by just. Y'all buy like 10,000 shirts and I'll screen print a logo. Like everybody yeah. fucking does that. And yeah. it just goes right to Goodwill or to the trash or to some third world country mm -hmm. that doesn't really fucking need that. It's it's all a waste, you know? So yeah. like why not instead of me like eventually maybe uh, working with um, textile people to be able to get these, uh, you know, these fabrics instead, let me upcycle this stuff. Let me try to figure out how I can like work with people to to obtain all these, you know, wasted fabrics yeah. and just make new things out of them. And like one of my ideas was like, yeah, like if I can make some dope shit, just custom stuff, like it doesn't have to be at a huge scale. Like what if I just start giving these to like rappers or something, you know, like yeah. just put my name somewhere. Just like, hey, look, like this mm -hmm. is fucking dope. I think you look cool. And it's like, would you wear this? You know, just start at that level, like not trying to make money or anything like that. But mm -hmm. again, just trying to see like my skill and and just trying to think of ways to just be a little bit better for like yeah. the world, you know, or the earth. For sure. The concept behind what you're saying is really what's sticking with me. And I feel like it's it's that you're in one form or another, you're kind of taking the reins of your own path. You know, mm -hmm. you might be doing that through fashion or whatever. But one of the things I remember thinking, and obviously I'm speaking from an outside perspective, and I only get a chance to really talk to you these days very infrequently, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I'm sure you have your ideas of like what I'm doing, and I have my ideas of what you're doing. And I was always wondering if like when you go down the route of like an, going with a modeling agency and then you're going to these casting auditions and things like that, and it's, it's, obviously something that you need to do mm -hmm. but also in that same vein you're kind of waiting i'm not saying this is what you're doing but from my outside perspective because i saw me doing kind of similar stuff in regards to what i'm doing 
that there's still this aspect of like waiting for someone else to give you that opportunity to give you that opportunity and then as you get older you start to realize that you know you got to put yourself on Mm -hmm. you know and you kind of have to navigate those things it's like like with me in the playing at bars with music it's like it's that even that path within music is looked at a certain way because most of the time what happens is guys will start making a decent living like you can actually make a decent living doing that just playing at bars playing five six gigs a week getting getting higher and higher paying gigs to the point where now you just show up and you play guitar play songs people know and love and just like you get that you can make your money that way and it's very easy to fall in that trap and it's like before that when we were working at restaurants and stuff like that there was always this kind of idea that i i never really like articulated in my mind or never really saw it for what it was but we're sitting, I'm sitting there working at Cheesecake Factory in the Melting Pot and just kind of like making music and just kind of hoping that like something I did would like hit big. Yeah, and, or like Usher would find you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. And so you're just kind of going along and in your mind, you're still giving the power to someone else. You're still waiting for someone else to be like, hey, you deserve this, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. let me take you under my wing. Right. And then obviously you understand that nobody's going to take you under their wing unless you can do something for them. Right. And for a person who's not willing to compromise, that situation is never going to work. You know what I mean? Right. So like you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, how can I figure out a way to take this thing that can make me money playing at bars and navigate that in a way so that it works towards what I'm ultimately trying to do. And the hardest part about that is always making sure that you never lose sight, like keeping your eyes on the prize, basically making sure you never lose sight of what you're ultimately trying to do. And and it's like, okay, so I'm sitting here working six-hour shifts at the restaurant six days a week, and I'm spending that time doing something that might make me on some nights as much money as I could be making at bars, but I have this like aversion mm-hmm. to playing at bars because I'm thinking that like, oh, well, if I become that guy, then that's just going to be all I'll ever be, mm-hmm. you know, versus saying like, hold up. What if I start, What instead of wasting six, 36 hours, 40 hours a week at this restaurant, which is doing absolutely nothing for me, mm-hmm. it's not making me better, it's not making me any more in tune with what it's like to be in front of people, and, and, and instead transfer that over to something that I can actually be improving myself, getting better, becoming a better musician, incorporate my songs, and build a brand around that, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's definitely. like, you're, 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 you're taking the reins and you're doing things and taking a certain path, but you're, you're using it to your own advantage, you know? And so in terms of like with the modeling and the stuff, it's like, it's one thing to be making money doing modeling and, and and going to these casting auditions, but also at the same time, maintaining this idea that it's like in the meantime, you know, I'm going to keep on building a brand for myself because even more so than ever, you know, I've talked about this a billion times, but like the difference between now and, and 20 years ago was, Back in those days before social media and things like that, you needed it, there was much less competition and, and so so in terms of music, somebody could f- see somebody, oh, that's a good looking guy, he can kind of sing whatever. We'll take him under our wing, we'll put a million dollars behind his first record, we'll do the promo, we'll do the advertising, we'll do blah 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 blah, and we'll push him. And because we're only competing with six other major record companies for radio time, you know, there's a, a very high chance of return on investment with this. Now these places aren't as willing to do that because you could invest a million, $10 million in this new act that you brought in. And then he could be outshined by some dude 
who has 4 million TikTok followers that drops a fucking song in his basement. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, there's so much more competition now that, that these companies aren't even really willing to take the chance on you unless you've already shown that you're able to establish a brand and have a market appeal without them. Right. It's like now record deals are like, hey, you're, you have the number one trending song on SoundCloud or like you, you have this many followers on Spotify, like you're obviously doing shit. Yeah. We're willing to work with you so that your next album can be even bigger. Mm -hmm. But they're not just going to find some kid, you know, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's where media, you know, certain certain companies, they do have to take a certain stand on on themselves. Because, again, like you were saying, like I, that is very true. But then again, is it about making money or is it about trying to tell an actual story and like yeah. you know like creating something that's that's worth something than just that the personality of the person mm -hmm. um that's why like you know companies like a24 you know I, I know that they're not gonna like be like all right these people on tiktok we got this many people like following them let's put them on we'll put create a movie for them you know I, I'm, I'm very like i'm still in that mindset like on hopeful that that isn't the case, you know. It's not because I don't want to work hard at trying to create a platform for myself, but I yeah. just don't believe in that idea, you know. Yeah. I'm still old fashioned. Maybe that's just me, you know. Yeah, there's Maybe. certainly yeah, yeah, companies but, that do that. Yeah, but uh, but no, I think at the same time, like what you said is true. Like it's majority of it, you know. Yeah. Which uh, and even with those companies that aren't like that, they're still looking for. Like a company like A24. They're looking for like a track record of like, okay, you can you can like bring in results. All right, mm -hmm. great. Now let's double our money. Yeah. Or it's, even 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 with that going beyond that, it's like a company like A24. I I, I don't know who they are. I'm just I don't know who they are. That's okay. But uh, <laughs> you know, based off of what you're saying, the the kind of company who's actually has a vision and a brand beyond just what's going to make us the most money. Yeah. Even their now their motive for partnering up with somebody is not necessarily about making the most money, but they would actually have to believe in you as a person and a brand. Yeah. And so even in that aspect, you still need to establish yourself as Definitely. who you are. And so they might not, it's like, you know, it's like a, there might be a record company that would be willing to work with somebody that didn't have, like wasn't, super followed or anything like that right but you know if all you're doing is playing fucking semi-charm life it's like well i still need to see what you are you right. know what i mean like if you're just doing random commercials or something like that at a certain point you gotta you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying definitely definitely yeah yeah i mean that's like if i think about music i don't know if you know guys like uh, like brock hampton or like dominic fike but like, yeah, yeah yeah i listen to a lot of those uh uh those artists and I've done like I guess a little bit of background, uh, like hearing people talk about them, and it's like it's almost like they're like the hope in a way, you know. Like it's it's like they're normalizing their lives and like the art. It's mm -hmm. not about like the flexing and stuff like that. Like of course everybody wants to do that, but at the same time, it's you know you hear about these guys and it's like they didn't have a big following. They just had talent. They just really had passion to like what they were doing, and regardless of like the amount of followers or whatever, like record labels were willing to invest in them because they were like, holy shit, like, we know you're going to blow up. Like, we know yeah. you got something to offer, not just face value, but, you know, production or yeah, collaborations and solo stuff. So, yeah, again, it's like, 
I love that shit because then it feels meaningful. It doesn't feel like it's just this fast food type, you know, industry. But again, it's so hard to like not see past that when it's like on your Instagram, it's every fucking post is an advertisement to something. If it's not an advertisement from that company, it's an advertisement from that person that you're following. I mean, I for sure I've posted things where I'm like doing stuff with other people and it's just because the picture is cool, you know, and I'm like proud that maybe I did work with that person, but it sucks because yeah. it, it then becomes an advertisement for that thing too, yeah. you know? Um, so it's like, how do you get away from that kind of stuff? Like, how do you stop that cycle from like constantly going further? I feel like it's really inevitable. Like it, you can't, it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. Well, I guess you kind of need to, cause that's, that's the hardest thing is in terms of like, you need to know how to market yourself and marketing. I know I was watching some like comedy. Yeah, real quick, I'm so yeah. sorry. I got pee so bad. Yeah. yeah knock it out. Yeah, knock it out. I too. actually got pee too. All right. <laughs> I'll wait for you guys to pee. Oh, are you? Oh, you're not going to pee right now. I'll wait. I'll wait. There's right. only like two sides to pee on. Okay, cool. What are we sponsored by today? Dude? Sponsored by bang and core hydration, dude. Core hydration, perfectly balanced pH purified water. Um, basically what they do is they add electrolytes and minerals for taste and they balance out the water. So it feels better drinking it or something. Apparently core hydration mirrors your body's natural pH balance of about 7.4 pH, which is, I think that's, that's pretty base, right? Or is that acidic? Base is lower. Acidic is high, I think. Or it's the reverse. But electrolytes are minerals added for taste. Core hydration is perfectly balanced and helps you stay hydrated and feeling your best. Hashtag perfectly balanced at core on all social media. So check them out. They're our sponsor this week. They have a nice deal at 7-Eleven, two for three thirty-three. How can you beat that, folks? Um, also, if the code still works, go to Manscaped. Uh, precision tools for your family jewels use promo code LFTS at checkout, you get about 20% off your whole order. So get some wipes, get some, get a nose trimmer, get a ball trimmer. Fucking, they also do some, some shower stuff, which is nice. I still use that. Do you still use your Manscaped shower stuff for your balls? I do. I know Dom does. I never, I never used uh, the Manscaped shower stuff, honestly. It's not bad. It's kind of like lavendery. Well, I only didn't use it because I have a firm allegiance to Irish Spring Body Wash and Old Spice <laughs> uh, shampoo. Actually, only because that's what my mom bought me most recently. There you go. But uh, all the other Manscaped products are fucking sweet. My brother uses uh, my brother uses the shower stuff. It's good stuff. I think that's what I hear. I use the uh, the plow. Which is, I love how we, I love how we were just in the middle of a conversation about how stuff becomes advertisements and now we're doing a full ad read right now for manscaped.com. It's weird that like, that's what we decided is like, should be in the breaks is advertisements. Well, uh, <laughs> obviously it's a fucking joke because we're not getting paid for any of this shit. Yeah, 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 but. yeah. We actually, I, I don't even know if our promo code for Manscaped actually works still. Oh, there was a period of time when, um, I think I remember this. yeah, we, we actually got hit up by Manscaped 
we fooled them into making them think we were real podcasts. I guess. Are you saying you're not a real podcast? Come on, no, bro, we're you gotta believe podcast. that. We're a real podcast for sure. Uh, but in the eyes of a marketing company, not quite yet. And uh, they, uh, we actually had a promo code LFTS, which is still in our bio, and it probably still works. I don't see any reason why they would have canceled it. I don't see why. I've been, you know, dropping it at supermarkets. Somebody's like, "Oh, I wore the shirt sometimes." Somebody's like, "What's that? You work for Manscaped?" I was thinking about getting that. I'm like, "Yeah, dude." Promo code LFTS, bro, 20% off for free shipping. Hey. And like, who knows? I don't know how many sales we have, yeah, but like, that'd be crazy. that's cool. We mainly we just do it as a, a, a flex. A flex. <laughs> and also, when people have to piss, it's a nice little, uh, or when our cameras go out, which I don't want to jinx, but I think we found nah, the fucking gone. solution. Yeah, dude. we figured it out. What, what brand are these things? I don't know. I just got a, like, an AC adapter with a dummy battery for the A7. Or whatever it is, the A6400. I just Amazoned that, looked at the best choice, and got three of them. This video portion of this podcast is brought to you by AC Dummy Batteries, the top brand on Amazon. <laughs> Literally, this video portion is brought to you by that. Yeah. So, yeah. We didn't really say what we are. We're live from the studio. Sorry about that. I figured yeah. you guys would get it by now. Yeah, we have we have Scott Albrecht on the cast tonight. Yeah, yeah for anybody that's still listening, Scott's a long time <laughs> friend of ours. Yeah. Get any background, just brought some random guy in here. <laughs> He's been on the podcast before, and if you are truly a fan of us, you would have heard that one. Yeah. yeah. You're not. You also, yeah. <laughs> but you're exactly. not. <laughs> you're no, not. you're not. <laughs> Well, the guy at home, like, I, I fucking know this guy. <laughs> Scott Albrecht's on? No, you guys talk about him all the time. I know. <laughs> we definitely do. No, I was just going to say that um, before we all took a piss break, that uh, I was watching some comedy sketch, and it was actually a Tim Dillon comedy sketch. I've been really liking Tim Dillon. They've yeah, been watching Tim him. Dillon's great. He's fucking awesome. I love him. He's actually might be one of my favorite top podcasts right now. He's very fastly growing on me. Hmm. Um. And uh, he did some like comedy sketch of like a TikTok influencer giving out shit to the homeless for clout and stuff. Oh shit! And at the end, he goes, "Remember, bro." He's like doing an impression. He's like, "Content is king, but marketing is queen." Which he said Gary Vaynerchuk said. I guess that sounds like something <laughs> Gary V would say for sure. But at the same time, I was like, I know this is a joke, but also that's pretty dope saying because it's true. Like, and so it's almost kind of annoying for someone like you or me or Eric, where it's like. I guess, you know, and a lot of people where there is an element of you have to figure out how to promote yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like we're not the type of people that want to promote ourselves. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, there's certain guys when you go to remember that guy who used to work with you at Lacoste and he was like a rapper. Oh, yeah, I think his name is Chris Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's because yeah. let, I was about to tell let's uh, air him out, dude. Yeah, let's air him out. <laughs> um, uh, and uh so, and he, which I think is hilarious, because he was 24 at the time, and I remember oh, yeah. you and me being like, "Yo, he's fucking done, dude. He's done. Oh, There's nothing. It's over. It's over, dude. You're 24, bro. You got nothing." It's like now we're sitting here, you know, four years older than he was at the time. We're still, we're done. <laughs> um, but I remember, you know, no shade against him. I wasn't gonna say his name, but Scott did. So damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> but what I was getting at is that um, I remember, like, he was kind of like, "Yo, I'm a rapper," and like, we were like, "Yo, can we hear something?" He's like, "Yo, you know, normally I'll never forget." He said, "He's like, normally, you know, you know, we got pay me for these bars, but like, he gives me like a fucking sixteen or something like that." And I'm just thinking, like, come on, dude, like, who the fuck says that? First yeah. of all, and it's like I remember thinking about that. It's like we've never been those type of people, you know. Right. I feel like we'll have something going on. Like I'll have a 
a show at a bar and be like, yo, come out. Mm-hmm. And I know that if you come out, you're going to have a good time. But yeah. I'm not going to be the guy who's like, yo, we're the fucking best band in Baltimore, bro. Come out and check us out at fucking right. high yeah. tops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know? honestly, I feel like that's it's like the main reason we don't have like a Patreon set up for yeah. this podcast yet is because we're like, uh, yeah. it's like a GoFundMe almost. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's it's hard to step outside of that and i feel like you know matt matt and sig they've been doing it for what one uh 25th of the time we've been doing it and they set up a patreon they get a couple patrons you know and it's like i think they make like i don't know 50 dollars a month but who cares you know it's more money than we make yeah but like it's always been very difficult to kind of understand that if you're going to be your own brand Mm -hmm. and your own manager and your own promoter and your own all this stuff that you do have to apply those things because all those are important. Like you know the greatest thing in the world, but if you're not getting it out to people, then you know, you're just shouting into the void. Right. And so it's like, there are elements when you post on Instagram and it's like, I did the same thing with that like news segment, you know, and it's all, Mm -hmm. it's all for, it's all for the, the, the flex because it's like, dude, nobody watches midday Maryland, no offense (laughs) to midday Maryland, you know? Uh, But like, you know, nobody's watching the local news, for like the next big fucking thing, you know? Yeah. But it's like, it still looked cool when I could screenshot that video and post it to Instagram so that people look at it and go, oh shit, they're really, he's really doing something. Or even with the Manscaped thing, it's like, dude, we didn't get a paid promotion from Manscaped. They literally said like, yo, if you get a couple, I think it was like four sales. <laughs> and we didn't even beat that. I mean, we didn't it was more than that. I think we got four sales. Oh, we got four. Well, whatever yeah. we got was Within wasn't like enough. the first like two weeks of having it or something. Yeah. And like, so we didn't get paid from that, but still, I mean, they sent us like a care package each, which of was like dope. hundreds of dollars worth of shit. Yeah. We got trimmers, which I got still got to get a charger for that ball wipes, all kinds of cool stuff. But like ball wipes, ball wipes, they're sick. Yeah, they're sick. They're sick. That That's like, the one thing I it want. It's just like a little moist towelette, like square that you'd open up and it'd be like this nice scented antimicrobial wipe that you just like. You know, squeeze yeah. you off your nuts and stuff. Yeah. Gets rid of all them microbes on your balls. Yeah. You know well, just like get rid of the fucking, the gooch smell. The gooch Shit. smell, yeah. The yeah. end of day gooch smell. But like, we took promo photos <laughs> for that. <laughs> we took promo photos for that and it was like, people saw that and were like, yo, you're really, like people really thought that that meant something, you yeah. know? And it did mean something. Yeah. But like, those are things that that like, was a thing too where they reached out to us without it like... Even yes. hitting them up. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest. That thing. is the coolest thing that they that we were somehow on their radar, which is awesome. And I know there's people paid to be on the lookout for that and scouring Instagram for stuff. And so whatever the hell we did mm-hmm. made them see us as someone who was worth being approached. Right. You know? Yeah. But uh That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. But it's kind of like I think about like down the line when we get like actual sponsorships and stuff like that like i don't want to just take anybody who gives us money right you know i want to make sure that like that's you why believe. we do the joke with like oh we're brought to you by bang and you're like monster energy or something like because it's stuff that we're actually using it's right. stuff that we actually like and it would be cool to have things that we actually products that we actually stand behind right to we promote tried those. for high life for so long we tried <laughs> for like yeah. two years straight and by try we never reached out to them yeah. never we reached just, out we just said it every time we just continue to buy we their spoke it into the universe <laughs> i think you got to be at least 25 25 or 26 too to be able to have that 
Because uh, well, like for me, I can't do any alcohol or cigarette advertising. Because you're not 25 yet? Until after. Yeah. Well, now I can. Oh. But I always remember like, yo, I'm 21. Well, I'm, like, I tell people I I'm 23. But <laughs> <laughs> well, like that's like there's certain. <laughs> Is that true? No, you... no. Okay. No. You should. Guys dude, 18, why the fuck not? Don't believe them. <laughs> I always looked at it as like, you know, like as long as we can stay looking young and stuff. Like why the hell I got to tell you I'm 28? It's none of your fucking business, dude. Are you looking at my ID? Yeah. All well, you got to know is mm-hmm. this podcast called Live from the Studio. Well, that's actually something my teacher, my acting teacher told us was you never say your age because you, the minute you tell the casting director your age, that's where it's done. Then they start to label you as far as like what you can and can't do. So and what do you write on the thing? You don't write anything. TBD. You, it's literally a game like in, in, act, in uh, I guess these like setups. It's like a a game with the other person is the way that she says it is like imagine that you're going on a date with somebody you know so when they ask you like how old are you like why it's almost <laughs> like lying like you would say you would have to come up with like a response back that's witty you know yeah to like you're avoid acting, that dude. question you know yeah and it's weird it's not something that i think about because it's like i'm just an honest dude i'm not trying to get away with anything i'm just trying to tell it how it is you know yeah so the way that you know she says it like that. It's like, damn. Now I understand why the fuck Hollywood is the way it is. You know, you got a lot of fucking sneaky ass people. Well, it's away with some unfortunate shit. that that's that's something that you have to do, and it's not in our nature to do that. Yeah. But it's it, it's like it's different. It's like, are you doing it to get over on? Are 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 you doing it to do something for yourself, or are you just happen to be in an industry that is so shallow? Yeah. That that's what they're concerned with, and so the only way that you can compete in that industry is by playing that game, you yeah. know. And that's the difference, which is like you kind of have to play the game a little bit, right? But you have to just play it in your way. That's what I'm saying. It's right. like I'm not just gonna read off an ad read for any fucking thing who who gives us an ad, right? But I also understand that if you want to make money doing the podcast or you want to make money doing anything, it's like that's part of it, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's kind of like yeah, you make these posts on Instagram. Where like you're aware that it is a promotion in a way, and oh, I'm taking this picture with this person, and I'm wearing this thing, and it, it all is like an mm-hmm. advertisement. But it's like as long as it's you, I don't see anything. As long as it's something that you truly believe in, I don't see anything wrong with it because yeah. that's just. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, if you want to make it a living, you got to make it a living. Yeah, that's fucking crazy how Instagram is really so many people's lives. Ruining. Like, no, or really, it, it really or is really. a lot yeah, of people's yeah. lives. Just like being sponsored by like tummy tea or like not even that, but just how much time we consume on it. Like oh, honestly, yeah. like how much like you guys spend a lot, probably the most on that app, right? Would you say out of any other other apps? Yeah, out of yeah. like yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, probably on Instagram the most yeah. easily. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's weird, and then sometimes when it's like other things like TikTok come around, you're like, what the fuck, like. Instagram's I never it. really got into TikTok. Me neither. Me neither. I got one for the podcast, but I spend no time on it. And I don't want to spend time on it because it seems like a waste of fucking time to me to just be scrolling through. Like, if a TikTok's funny enough, enough of my friends are on TikTok that they'll fucking send it to me. Yeah. Or it'll you just know? end up on a site. Like, it'll end up on Instagram on, like, yeah. a meme page if it's, like, a funny thing that I should mm-hmm. have seen, mm-hmm. you know? But that's a perfect example. It's like, I didn't even want to get an Instagram for the longest time because I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying pissing people off on Facebook enough and I already have <laughs> my friends and people and stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. where like I kind of can like I have a, a platform on Facebook that people are actually seeing what I'm saying. I don't feel like fucking starting up an Instagram from scratch and looking like a fucking psycho weirdo 
with 13 followers at 27 years old on Instagram. It's just like, why am I going to start that now? Especially since the whole medium didn't really make sense to me in how it fit into my life. It's like, I don't, I'm not a photogenic person. I don't really take pictures of myself like that. That whole thing just doesn't even, it's not even seem like me. Right. But then, you know, that actually kind of coincided with that Maryland midday thing where she was like, she was like, what's your Instagram handle so I can give it to the news station? I was like, I don't have a a band. I don't have like a music Instagram. I just kind of use the podcast Instagram as my personal page. And that's just for like, I just follow a bunch of people and just look at it. But like, she was like, dude, you need, you need an Instagram. Like that's where everybody's at. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. And it was the same thing with TikTok. It's like, we started TikTok last month and it was only because that's where everybody's at. And it's like that again, that's kind of like that weird tightrope walk of you yeah. got to kind of play the game. Yeah. You got to play the game a little bit. It's like, am I going to become obsessed with TikTok? No. But am I going to like ignore the fact that mm-hmm. that's where everybody's on? Right. And so I'm going to be doing this thing and, and just ignore an entire segment of society that's never going to see it mm-hmm. because they're on some app that I'm just like, oh, well, that's for fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I don't consider it a compromise necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just putting your ticket in. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, there, it's, a lot of things are just random like that. Like, things just blowing up, especially on social media now where, like, something can just, like, go for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, unless you have your fucking ticket in there, how, how else are you going to get the fucking winning number? Yeah. Yeah weird it's weird as shit yeah pretty annoying that's why like i mean like again like that's awesome for alex like for him whatever the stuff that he's creating on there yeah like alex yeah and dom too is getting but at the same time i can't help but like you know i'm not trying to throw shade to them but you know the whole it's a scheme in a way like they are obviously friends i don't know if there's gonna be people listening he's like wait what the fuck are you fucking shitting <laughs> uh, yeah. me you know i don't know but i mean they've been on the podcast together before they even did those things yeah, okay. so it's like yeah I don't but know. it's like you know if if this is the type of shit that i don't like from other people then if my friends are doing it like I, it doesn't give me a reason to then go like okay like that's awesome you know because there's a part of me that's like yeah that's kind of fucked up because it's like then what is real like if what i am seeing on stuff like what am i to believe i get it's all entertainment but then it feels like for what purpose like for what reason what are you trying to get at like how how long are you going to try to sell these these things until what you get to a certain point you know and again i mean throw shade at them but i guess i kind of <laughs> am you know i threw shade your old lacoste, lacoste ex-co-worker yeah. and just sorry chris fucking guy was hanging out with us yesterday you know no but i mean do you get what i mean though? no like, i totally know what you mean i mean yeah i know it's all fun and games you know but like let's say if they did blow up you know like that's awesome for them but it's like then then what well well, they definitely wouldn't play themselves on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, kind of like what we were saying earlier. It's like it's almost like the story is more important than like mm-hmm. anything right now. Yeah, yeah. And like, and that's just like for some reason, like that storyline like hit, and like it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's like a good idea, and it it doesn't necessarily even have to be real. 
Yeah, sure. Not saying that it's not, but but it doesn't have to be real. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's almost like one of those like feel good stories at the end of the news, like local news. They'll be like, and on a lighter note, da 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 da. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. There's like yeah, it's good wholesome. out there there in the yeah. world or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's the purpose it serves. And it's like, all right, yeah, like. I kind of have the same thing. I don't know how to feel about it just because, like, I know it's like, all right. Yeah. When is this risk ever going to be up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, it like, it is wholesome to a degree. Yeah. Like it the is. idea is, but. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to kind of examine, like, okay, Alex and my brother are in kind of slightly different situations in terms of where they're at in their careers and what they're trying to do. I think, you know, Alex has a situation. He makes good money at a company. He's got a good position at a company. And, yeah. like, he is a guy who really loves movies and, and storylines and things like that. And and I I actually, as as hokey as I think it is, like, that's not the kind of content that I would enjoy on TikTok. Like, if I had a TikTok, that would not be showing up in my news feed ever. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. it did, I'd scroll right past because, like, this is clearly bullshit. And even if it isn't, I don't care. Right. You yeah, know? Yeah. But it's, like, in there, he's creating a storyline. Right. And he found a storyline that worked. Right. Now, what I kind of feel a certain way about is like when he'll try to like go do something that's like a current viral like meme mm-hmm. or like a trend, like, oh, we should do this dance to this song or not yeah. this dance, but like this thing. And also I found that those things never take off nearly as much because it's like, yeah. well, everybody's trying to do that. And like we're just gonna be jumping yeah, on the people boat. People came to you because you offered something new. Yeah. Exactly. So in terms of like, you know, I thought it would be cool. I was saying, and I think they've kind of been leaning this direction where they found a lot of success on that storyline. But I think at this point, you can kind of start to tell that they're almost kind of leaning in a direction where it's like, it's most people that actually follow it, which is crazy that people really follow it. I mean, they really do. And the people that do, at a certain point, they're going to realize that this is not real but it's you know you can watch a movie and know it's not real and still enjoy the movie and you know i don't look at a director who creates a fictional movie and be like oh well you're not telling something that's true it's like you're 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 doing something you're creating a storyline that people enjoy and people are latching on to it so i almost thought it'd be cool if they kind of lean more in that direction of like this is fake but let's see how fucking crazy or or let's see if we can take it in a direction that you didn't see coming or something like that like build upon that yeah as opposed to maybe just sitting there and being like, how long can we maintain this lie right. and continue to cash in on cheap likes, yeah. you know? And I think they're kind of moving that direction. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, in terms of what Alex is doing, and that's what, you know, he loves reality TV and stuff yeah, like He likes true. stuff like that. that so it's true. like, I don't feel like, I actually feel like that is a very much in alignment. No, I with, don't. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I again, I think that's what it all is. But yeah. that's where, I, I for me, it's like, I feel like they're just like, fueling the fire you know but again like what you're saying is i do agree and um my brother on the other hand he he does it just because he's friends with alex and like right but he also like he'll make a bunch of tiktoks and say shit that like a lot of people wouldn't like you know he'll make a lot of jokes that you know yeah and like so i see him kind of doing something where it's like okay he's gonna make a tiktok about something or say something or do something that might piss people off and he's not doing it to piss people off he's doing it because he finds it funny mm-hmm. he finds it true right and if he can acquire a group of people that that follow along with that or believe or agree with that or think it's funny then that's his audience you know yeah. versus just trying to oh what's the most popular opinion which i see which is what we're talking about instagram models and stuff like that like what's this cause that i can get behind so that because this is the trending thing and i'm gonna like i'm gonna do this and post that and make this my story and and basically create this whole fake bullshit for no other reason than you're just trying to you're just trying to make yourself look better yeah. you know what i mean yeah so you know i look at both their situations and think it's 
it's pretty dope. And also with my brother, it's like his main goal is, is obviously music too, yeah. you know? And so he's kind of looking at it as a way, like maybe I can build a brand through these other mediums, yeah, you know, cause he found success obviously with the fucking sausage and mushroom pizza shit, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like, <laughs> but like, you know, as he, far as I've, I've seen him like get berated on like TikTok. People yeah. in the comments being like, sausage and mushroom pizza yeah, guy. That, actually, I didn't even think about that. That's funny that he was the sausage mushroom pizza guy. Because I think guy, it came up with the pizza in one of Alex's guy. things. Yeah. yeah. Like in the comments, I saw some being like, wait, is this a sausage and mushroom pizza That's guy? That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. He's at, I think, I think uh, in terms of, I think everybody's on the right. I look at, I look at what he's doing and I, I can see it. It's not something I would do, you know? But also, what I'm doing isn't really something he would do, right. you know. So as long as I feel like you're being true to yourself, yeah, I felt like I, I uh, put too much thought into it. No, you put I, the right I, amount of thought, dude. Anytime we can make yeah, fun of my okay. brother, it's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you never get that no, many no, chances no. to do it. I guess I was just again, it's like the idea is like, what is the purpose? I always look at everything as what is the purpose, and yeah. so that was just my perspective on it. But when you say it like that, then it's like, okay, I understand. It's just the just the way TikTok is. Yeah. But yeah. I won't get. Just yeah. like the purpose of this podcast was to trash our brothers. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Alex Fuck In case anybody was wondering why we did any yeah. of this right now. <laughs> me, and, me and Jimmy didn't want to bring it up. We had to have you. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, because, yeah, I didn't want to feel like they was shitting on anybody. So. Yeah, I don't think we're shitting on them. And right. hopefully they don't now take Chris, it that way. Now, Chris, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's fucked. Yeah. And uh, especially the guy in the beginning, that guy, we didn't even mention his name, but, you know, if you know, you know. So. Guy in the beginning. The guy in the beginning that we were talking about hanging out with us yesterday. Oh, yeah, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. We don't know the guy's last name, though. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We do. do I? But we don't. I don't. Oh, I did. Well, you guys want to... um. You guys want to fucking kick it? Wrap up? Yeah, we can wrap yeah. up. Cool, cool. We've been going for two yeah. hours. Oh, shit. Sit okay. back and watch some fucking All right. some shit. At uh, LFTS Podcast on everything. At Eric Glazer. At Jamie Seleski. What's your Instagram now, Scott? Scott Albrecht. Oh, hell yeah. S-C-O-T-T-A-L-B-R-E-C-H-T. Perfect. Hell yeah. And if Perfect. you're listening to this. You dropped the Daniel. Did I have? I don't think I have. I think that's on my Twitter. Maybe. Oh, okay. Uh... I think my, yeah, oh yeah, little story if you guys didn't know. But there's another guy named Scott Albrecht, and he's more of a bigger deal than I am. But I happen to be the first Scott Albrecht to have gotten that. And so I get tagged in a lot of his stuff. It's like his art. Like he does collaborations with like Vans and stuff. Did I tell you I actually got a tattoo of his artwork on my leg? Oh, shit. Because I was like, you know what? He's actually pretty dope. So I got like an artwork by Scott Albrecht tattooed on my leg on scott albrecht yeah i always wanted to send it to him but i never did but i'm waiting for maybe that moment where he does get even bigger to the point where it's like yo i need (coughs) your name and And then and then i hope i get paid yeah exactly i'll be like ah for a hundred thousand you know get him get the fucking uh and then when he tries to like get uh, fuck you with you where he's like oh fuck you dude this is just a money grab and then just send him a picture of the tat on your leg (laughs) (laughs) like bro i was a fan until this you really fucking and then you guilt him into two hundred thousand dollars i only want your name because i love it so much not because it's my name (laughs) yeah i changed it that wasn't even my birth name (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man guys if you're listening to this happy new year uh may 2021 bring you all the things that 2020 did not i hope so yeah don't hopefully. we all we'll see you guys next week peace all right, peace, peace. Bow, 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 bow.